It's not on. Ooh, it's on, all right. It isn't on. Nothing's on. It's off. It's on. Hello, and welcome to show 137 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Yay, 137! You know, I nearly didn't wait longer. I nearly didn't wait then. I nearly sort of talked over your silly soundbite then at the end of the intro. Shut the hell yeah, up! Yeah, whatever. Is today's hectic lifestyle making you tense and impatient? Shut up and get to the point! There you go. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, G.H. Rocker, for sending that one in. Oh, by the way, that, that reminds me. G.H. Rocker, he's going to play Avatar Laser Worlds 2 with me. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. And, he found and, stupid enough. I mean, and, nice enough to And fumble. And fumble as well. Oh, so yeah. See, if you get enough people, I might actually be in. Oh, you see. Now you're like, oh, other people are playing. <laughs> <get> the yeah. <laughs> Don't want to miss out, do you? That's the thing. Oh, right. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. So, yes, so anyway, we have got Juki. You've heard him. Hi. There you go. There you are. Oh, cracky. That was a quick thing. Anyway, uh, what? No soundbite. No nothing. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. I already played my soundbite. I'll play it again. Is today's hectic lifestyle making you tense and impatient? Shut up and get to the point. Oh, that was. Oh, I get it. Okay, that was that. Huh. Yeah. Fair Trying to get things moving here. Come on. I'm just going to Yeah, I was going to say, have you finished yet? <laughs> Nope. <laughs> we've also this podcasting gold. Aren't you glad you tuned in? New listeners. Oh god, and we've got Chinny. My hands are getting tired. You better hurry up. <laughs> yes, Chinny. I think Chinny. Oh, he is here. That was that. My God. Well. Uh, welcome. The show, everyone. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> great. That's great. Have we got Chinny the Diva on by mistake? <laughs> Sounds like you're doing something else, dude. I know, yeah. That, yeah. Is it really? Oh, oh, yeah, it no. does actually. I haven't thought, I haven't thought of that. Because oh. when you do that, you usually mute your mic. Anyway, so. moving now on. Think that. That's just wrong on every level. Yes, it mm. is. Anyway, anyway, yes. Uh, but I like how how is everyone then? We've had a good week since we last saw each other. Great! I finished my yeah. book for the second time. Yay! What writing your book? Yeah, so, the second draft. It's done. Woo! Is, it, is it edited or is it fluffy and stuff? Yeah, no, no, no. This is the second draft. Like it's done, done. Now I'm ready to send it off to publishers. Uh. What's it about? What's it about? Uh, takes it describes a process that takes place over the course of a year, whereby everybody's memory is bit by bit switched with everyone else's memory. Wow, I bet that's complicated. It's gonna be a hit. Yeah, yeah. So is it is it a bit like? It's a, I guess that's weird, isn't it? So well, so how, like a total. I think it's a totally new concept. But I know one of these days I'm going to say that to someone, and they'll go, "Oh yeah, it's like this other book I read," and I'll read it, and I'll go, "No, they had my idea first. Wow. Patent pending, by the way. Anybody steals my idea, I'll kill yeah, you. When do we get to read it then? When do we? You know, 
Well, the funny thing is I have to publish it under a nom de plume because some parents might be upset by having their child's teacher writing some things that are kind of adult in nature, and the book deals with some adult themes. So I can't tell anybody about it when it gets published. That's funny. Wow. So have you got to use huh. a pseudonym then? Yeah, exactly. Wow. What's your pseudonym? Is it cool? I haven't decided yet, and I can't tell you when I do. What about something like, I don't know, um, Fred Wang? Duke Skip! Fred Wang. <laughs> Fred Wang, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> you know, I found, actually, there's a, a designer named, like, Vero Wang or something, yeah. and I found some perfume on the floor one time of the hallway that was, like, designer perfume by Vero Wang. So I was all day long, I was like, hey, I smell like Wang. And they're like, what? Vero Wang. Really? Brilliant. No, it was hilarious. So you could use, you could use your porn name. What's your porn name, Duke? I don't have one of no, those. You, you, right, so basically your porn name. Okay, you're 12 years old. Yeah, no, well, we've got to do the porn name thing, right? So basically... You're 12. Yeah, I am 12. Um, is, 12 it's it's the, the name of your first pet. What was the name of your first pet? Snoopy. There yeah, we go. And End of discussion. His maiden name. What was your mum's, what what? Was your mum's maiden name? Not my mom and discussing no, 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 your mum's maiden. We don't do that. Shoot. I'm just That's just sick. What's your mum's maiden? We do your street oh, name because your mother's man. Just Fine, weird. I'm gonna pick something up. Smith. No, Snoopy Smith. What a <laughs> great name. Be <laughs> Snoopy <sports>. Smith. <laughs> Can we talk about video games, please? All right. Dude. Okay, I guess. And look, look, look you. Just a bit of hey, Stu, I heard you had a great story to tell this. Oh week. yeah, they, look, no, it's a joint story. Story, story, story time. It's a joint story because it involves Chinny. Oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Don't worry, Duke. Don't get excited. It's not that interesting. Not, hey, is it going to get Stu to talk about something else? But, Mission but, accomplished. You know, it's it's an online thanks, I guess, and I've already you know thanked him as well, you know. But I thought I'd do it on a you know thank him again, you know, because because basically I was after some uh, original Bauer skates um, for roller skating, etc. And anyone who does roller skate will know what that means. And it's different from Bauer skates, no Bauer, which was, that was horrible. In South Africa is just disgusting. Yeah. But basically, I found some on the internet, but they were near where Chini lived, as opposed to near where I lived. And they were quite cheap, thirty pounds uh, for four four sets of roller skates. Not just one, but four two of four sets of yeah, two skates. of which were Bauer. Four sets of yeah. roller skates. So Chini, bless him, and and my wife. You roll on your hands, knees, on your hands and your legs. Yeah. This no, seriously, right? This this is a quote from my wife. She said, "Everybody needs a friend like Chini." That's that was her exact words. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Because bless him, he drove. How far was it, Chini? About 15 miles each way from your house? It wasn't that far. Well, yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, it was about 15, 17, but I didn't think of it as that far, to be honest. Oh, wait, 15? Yeah, 15, not 15, because I'm, uh, yeah, about 15. 1-5. Yeah, 1-5. And they're about 30 miles, isn't it? So bless him, he went and picked them up for me, and then I went down. That's like heroic or anything. And I saw saw him on Saturday. I went down, said hello, and picked them up off him on Saturday, and then drove home. Yay! Now, admittedly, when I got them, I was a little disappointed because I'll tell you, of course, those because you're stupid. those skates have been well trashed. I mean, seriously, but you know, scraped. But to be fair, once I'd given them a re good clean with a toothbrush, a re God Lord, that's a that's a bit lengthy. How long did that take? Uh, about an hour. <laughs> about an hour. I gave them a really good scrub. Uh, all four sets, that is. Um, they've come up pretty good. Now, the only issue is 
Uh, they're too small. So the ones I really wanted are actually too small for my feet. So I'm going to have to sell those anyway. But on a plus side... Did you give them a million? But no, no, they're too big for her. They're a size 7 UK. She'll grow She'll never grow to the cord. Anyway, the thing is this. Though. Cut the cord, Jew. So this, to put it into perspective, though, paid... Cut the cord. Paid... <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about. Paid £30 for all four sets, but the single Bauer quads on their own will probably go for about 50 or £60 on their own. Yeah. So the guy... Ching. Yeah. So... Yeah, and I still get the other three that do fit. So there you go. So Stu, when I, when I gave him the, the, the skates, Stu was just squatting over the over the bag of skates, going, "I can't believe somebody would do these exactly. to these skates for about five minutes." He's like crying. It was. Stage. It was kind of. Who would do that? I mean, who would do this? Who? I know. Who would oh, do I this? Why? <laughs> when I have to go away, come back. Well, you, commiserate with me. What you've got to understand is that when these came out, because the, these probably came out about 1988, 89, so they're over 20 years old. Uh, but even back then, they were over a hundred pounds. I mean, if you had Bauer skates, like you had, like a rich mum and dad who were willing to spend a lot of money on you. I mean, these things weren't cheap, even when they originally came out. So. You know, even back then, you should have, you know, given them a bit of respect, man. These are like cool roller skates, but, but see, that's the thing: rich kids don't respect. I think money. you're right. Do they? No, I think you're right. They're like, oh, this the world owes me this. Give me. But the, the, the thing was, they've been trashed because basically the stoppers had worn down, you know, to stop yourself. But instead of going, oh, I'll spend five quid on some new stoppers. No, I'll just carry on doing the same thing and use the front of the boot as a stopper instead. So that's basically why they were trash. But it's just like, I can't believe somebody did that to them. Anyway, that's what I was can't believe. So, yeah, so thank you. I'll tell you what, <laughs> yeah. the problems you have. I know. <laughs> the problems. For... But anyway, thank you very much, Ginny. And like my wife said, everybody needs a friend like Ginny. There you go. That's right. Look at that, but... I'm available for fire, everyone. <laughs> He's very reasonable. Very reasonable. Mm. So, Apparently. Yeah, he is. Right, all right, video um, games, for real. His mum made me a nice glass of cordial as well, wasn't it? She was uh, looking after me, she was. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was very good. very good. So, anyway, thank you very much again. There you go. Um, yeah, I guess we should uh, talk about some games and such. I guess so. And such like. So, who wants to go first tonight? Who shall we have first? Possibly Duke because Ginny doesn't play much lately, or maybe he has. Who knows? Who knows? But we'll we'll come to you first, Duke. What have you been up to this week? Then? All right. First of all, I want people to know that I am not playing Skyrim this week while we podcast. That's the kind of dedicated uh, entertainment professional I am. What else are you playing? I got uh, Fallout New Vegas for the PS. <laughs> yeah, I knew there was something going on there. Oh, uh, it's funny because it's sad. Um, yeah. So I'm what? true. And true. Yeah. The big thing I've been playing this week is uh, Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, first of all, in case anybody misunderstood me last week, when I said that Counter-Strike, well, it's not Call of Duty or anything, what I meant was, from my point of view, it's not the same experience as Call of Duty, because I've been playing Call of Duty for years and years and years, and I've been playing Counter-Strike for several hours. Oh, now, have you had some, some communications off people then, have you? No, I haven't. I just assumed that somebody out there was listening. Because of the way you went on, I assumed somebody out there might be upset. Now, I probably shouldn't assume that because you'll start crying over roller skates, so why should I care what you think? But <laughs> be that as it may. Um, <clears throat> now, I'm going to buy this when it comes out on Xbox. Like What, tomorrow? Day after tomorrow? Uh, yeah, no, be tomorrow. Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not very soon. Wednesday, tomorrow. no, no, day tomorrow. after. The 21st, yeah, Wednesday. 
Anyway, this week, by the time people hear this, it'll be out on the Xbox. And I'm probably going to buy it. I am going to buy it there because um, I want to play with people on the Xbox. But I couldn't pass it up. They had it on sale on Steam for like $13. So I was like, and, and if you pre-ordered it on Steam, you got access to the beta. So I've been playing the beta all week, and it is freaking addictive. I don't really know what the difference is, but I think the difference is that on Global Offensive, they have made it easy for noobs like me to get into the game. Whereas Counter-Strike Source, it just put up a list of all the servers, and it was like, here you go. And I was like, okay, this has a lot of people in it. Ah, you have no idea what you're doing. You die, you die, you die, you die. And that was it. With this game, there's a series of... It's not really a walkthrough tutorial like you get at the beginning of a Call of Duty game, but it is sort of a... uh, series of screens that explain here's what you do in this type of game and here's what you do in this type of game here's and and you do this and you do that so i've been really getting into it and i've been spending a lot of time playing with it and duff stuff one two three and i had a few games and he was a beast ripping up some things and killing people and um i'm really starting to appreciate why people love it so much um the thing that i don't like about it and i think it's kind of dumb is that you have to buy your weapons at the beginning of each round yep that's always been the way and it has, and I think that's, I mean, I guess I understand, it feels like a, 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 a an anachronism, it feels like something that should have, it needed to exist for a while, but it feels like, I, I mean, I think I'm just in love with a model that allows you to have the same weapon set as you proceed through a game, um, and it also, you know, what, I'm used to the Call of Duty model which has a persistent level, and this does not have nope. that, so I don't know if they're going to change that, nope. they're not going to change that for the Xbox, nope. are they? Which is okay. In a way, it means I'm not too worried about XP and things like that. But there is something to be said for getting kills in a round because that means you can buy the better gun during the next round or whatever it is. So I'm really enjoying it. I'm actually having a lot of fun with it. Now, that said, there was a point like two days ago when I played a number of games and I was just getting totally owned on all of them. And I was really frustrated with it because it is the type of game that when you get in with people who are really, really good, they're really, really good. And especially if you have like people who always choose to be on the same team, you're going to get just owned every round. And that's no fun. So it definitely depends on which lobby you get into. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, obviously I'm not going to be getting this. Uh, Why, obviously? It's a Valve game. You like no, Valve? No, I know. But it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's too hardcore multiplayer for me, I would imagine. So it's... He scoffs up multiplayer now, dude. I don't Scoffs scoff at it. it, but I just like fun multiplayer. <laughs> you know, Are you going to get it, Chinny? Yes. Of course he is. Yeah. So hook me up, people. And we're going to do our next play date. We're going to play this on Xbox. But if people want to play on Steam, maybe I'll switch over in the middle of the play date or something. I don't know. Um, wow, dual, so, dual yeah. platforms, though. I mean, I mean really. I, I mean, like, when was the last time you bought a game on two? Well, I guess you bought nearly all the Bethesda <laughs> games. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, I mean, um, just, to, just to bear in mind as well, by the way, um, the original Counter-Strike Source came out in 2004, so that's like eight years ago. So some people have been playing this game for eight years. Right, and Global Offensive is not that different. I mean, obviously the maps are different, but they have some of the old maps as well. So, I mean, this skill set definitely transfers over, even though there are obviously some modifications. And, for instance, people with sniper rifles, they're amazing with them. And sniping, it always pisses me off because it seems like they can get headshots very easily. But whatever, I guess that's a fact of life on online player games. Um, by the way, I don't know whether you're aware, but there is a mod already available at, at launch called Brains, which is the zombie, zombie mod. Yeah. yeah, I saw a review of that and it looked stupid because there's apparently on one of the, 
I don't know if it's the zombie map or one of the zombie maps, there's a glass box in the middle of the screen or in the middle of the map that you have to jump to get into. And once the survivors are in that glass box they, and they have infinite ammo, they can just hold down the trigger and brrrr forever. And zombies can't get to them. Yeah. How stupid is that? I don't know whether that's what he's called brains anyway. They, yeah. I mean, maybe that's not going to be on... Maybe they'll change that. I don't know. But if that's the case, that's really dumb. That was kind of dumb. Yeah, but that, that, that is only on the PC game. version, by the way. Right. And that's the thing that I'm really looking forward to is, I mean, in addition to really sort of getting better at this, and, and I'm really starting to get a feel for, okay, I know how the maps are laid out. I know how people tend to move in them. So not only can I predict where they're going to be, I can predict where they're not going to be, and I can swing around and sort of surprise them and stuff like that. So that's fun. And that's, that's, that only comes at a certain level of playing a game, so I think I've broken through my initial confusion and frustration with Counter-Strike. I mean, hopefully, knock on wood, but uh, yeah, so I'm starting to really get into, I'm seeing through the matrix, so to speak, and getting a good sense of how the game works, and how I should play it, because it's not true for, it's not the same for everybody, yeah? So, whatever. Talking of the matrix. Yes. um, You know, one of the he's that made the matrix is now a she. True. They're the Wachowski... The Wachowskis, not the Wachowski. Brothers. Really? I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Lena, Larry is now Lena. Yep. Wow. I found that out today. God. Yeah. T-I-L, man. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. There's... What does T-I-L mean? I always see it. Today I Learned. Mm-hmm. There's a subreddit called Today I Learned, and you can ah. learn all sorts of interesting things if you go there. Cool. Um, speaking of Steam, I played another game, Team Fortress 2, because I was invited by some people in this Reddit group I'm in, but also because um, there's a new co-op mode. It's a horde mode called Man vs. Machine, and you're fighting against robot soldiers and heavies and scouts and spies and things, and it's exactly what you think it would be. It's a horde mode on Team Fortress 2, and it's a lot of fun, and it's really frustrating because they're trying to plant a bomb, and there comes a certain point in, like, wave 5 out of 8 where it's really hard to kill the dude who's carrying the bomb. So if he can make it to the spot where he's supposed to plant it, he's going to plant it, and you're going to lose. So it just becomes this really interesting challenge of... Um, and it, it, the interesting thing too is that it, it sort of it, it the, the 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 classes that you need are not necessarily the same classes you need in a regular game of Team Fortress 2. Because sometimes in Team Fortress 2, you need to be quick and agile. And in this game mode, you don't often need to be quick and agile. What you really need is heavy firepower. So I'm usually the soldier who's not that quick and who can become pretty powerful. Um, And so I did, and that became very useful in this game mode, whereas I'm used to thinking of myself as just being kind of clumsy, and I'll get one kill if I'm lucky. In this game mode, I was like, blasting suckers left and right. So the the downside is that it's not free-to-play, this co-op. Actually, there's two downsides. It's not free-to-play. You have to buy a ticket, which is 99 cents. That's kind of annoying. Well, for each, there's that for each round, man. for each time you play. Um, You know, I'm not clear on that. They Apparently, it lasts until you finish all eight waves. Uh, but okay. uh, when you finish all eight waves, you get other stuff, which I'm not sure if you get another ticket then or what. Uh, I don't really know the ins and outs of that, so I, I, can't, I won't pretend to know. The other thing that's really annoying about it right now, and I'm hoping that Valve's going to fix it because they do fix things like this pretty quickly, but it does feel kind of like an EA game at this point. We had to wait 15 minutes to get into a game of this. Wow. We, when we got set up, we were like, and first of all, it took like five minutes to get us all set up because people were like, I gotta be right back. I'm coming in. I'm going out. And then finally, we're okay, let's do it. And we started up. And then it was like, wait time, 15 minutes. You are number 200 in the queue or whatever. I was like, 
damn. And it kept saying, like, now there's one minute remaining. And then it would go, now there's four minutes remaining. I'm like, what the hell? What's up with them sausages, Charlie? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's that. <laughs> the other thing I've been playing is the heist on my iPod Touch. I don't think I really talked about this enough because it's a really cool game. People should totally check it out. Here's the idea. You're, it's, it's a stupid story wrapper they have around it, but whatever. It doesn't come up much. You're trying to break into a, a bank vault or something, and there's four layers of security you have to get through. Now, for each layer of security, you need to get a certain number of volts through this machine in order to disable that level of security. You can get volts, and you think you need 10 for the first layer, 20 for the second layer, etc. In order to get volts, you can solve one of four puzzles. One of the puzzles is kind of a Sudoku type, but with little images, and you move little rocks around with the images on it so that none of them are in the same row or column or diagonal or whatever. Uh, another game type is um, it's like this sliding wood pieces. I don't know if you've ever seen those. You have a piece you have to move horizontally, and then you have a bunch of other little pieces in the puzzle with you that you can only move either left to right or up and down. And they bump into each other, so you have to move them in a certain series of ways until you can get that main piece in the middle to slide through to the exit. All right. So it's kind of weird. It's kind of fun. You've probably seen a version of that game mode, and all of these are sort of versions that you've seen elsewhere as well. Um, what there's platform other- are you playing this on? It's on the iPod. Or the iPhone. Oh, on the iPod. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, and so then there's two others. Uh, one is a uh, like the sliding picture puzzles, you know, where you have like a picture of a cat or whatever, and you have 15 pieces, and there's one blank piece, and you slide them around until you get the picture of the cat. Um, it's like that, except you have wires that you have to connect. So you have a blue terminal on the top and the blue terminal on the side, and then some wires that move to the side and up and down and stuff, and you have to arrange them in a way that all the wires make sense. So they're all matched up. That's kind of cool. And they get increasingly more difficult the more volts you want to unlock with each of them. And then there's another one that has a little robot moving boxes around from a top-down point of view. And there's only certain ways you can do it. If you push it up against the wall, you're kind of screwed because then you can't pull it back out from the wall. You know what I mean? That kind of game puzzle mode. Um, You do all of those. And this is what I didn't realize. When you finally unlock the vault, I don't know if it's true for everybody, but it was true for me. I unlocked a game on Steam called Eats. And it was... Hey, you unlocked this game. And maybe the fact that this game, the heist, was available for free was just an elaborate way of advertising eats. Yeah, I'd say so. Which wow, just so. a minute, just right. a minute, just a minute. Maybe, you know, the cube, Peter Molyneux's game, right? When you get to the <laughs> middle of the cube, he'll have his new game in the middle. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Your prize is another version of Fable. Yay! <laughs> Another version of this box game, but this one really—I got it right cool. this time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I was like, "Oh wow!" Because now I have this game waiting for me on Steam. Okay, I'll check it out. And so I played Eats, and it's kind of fun, I guess. It's not really my thing. It is a Lemmings-style puzzle platformer, so that I like Lemmings. Yeah. Well, you might like it, Shinny. Uh, check it out. Uh, Yay. Uh, you have this little dude, I guess his name is Eats, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's kind of a Lemming-style platform puzzler game. The dude is walking along, and you have to do things to get him to turn around or bounce up to the next level or whatever. Um, yeah, it's kind of fun. Um, I don't know if there's a demo for it, but I did learn that there are some demos on Steam because I also got the demo for A Valley Without Wind, and... Chinny, you might like Eats. Stu, I think you might like A Valley Without Wind because it's kind of like if you took Minecraft and a 2D platformer and mixed them together, you'd get A Valley Without Wind. 
Yeah, but there's you... there's already a game I, I bought called Terraria that does that already, I think. Okay, well, this is another one apparently doing the similar type of thing. I haven't seen Terraria, so I don't know, but um, this is like you you attack trees and then you get wood resources and then you can make platforms to hop on to get up to the next level or whatever it is. So Yeah, but, I haven't uh, had a, it wasn't... I, I bought Terraria for about a quid, you know, in the sale well, thing. But I'm, I guess that's going to do it. I've not played it, though. I've never played no. it. It's yeah, you know, cool. a demo for this, and it's free to play the demo, so give it a try. Okay. You're always hucking me to play demo, so I will. how can you play this demo? Yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> we had our Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 play. Might as well give the shout-outs for that now. Ian uh, W99, John Mouse, GH Rocker, Master Zulu, Step J. A thumble and I'm hoping saying this right now. I always get it wrong. Fuchimuska, because whatever she was there. Um, yeah, so that was fun, and it was not actually it was not fun. A lot of it was very <laughs> painful because because I want I like to play team deathmatch. It's low key. If I have a bad round, I feel like I can rally the next round, and it's not too bad. These objective based games they drive me nuts because if you have people who play well as a team and play often as a team, again they're gonna own you. And that's what we had over and over in the headquarters games. And then even in a Kill Confirm game, we had people that were just stomping us. So it wasn't until the last Kill Confirm game that I even had any fun. So, ah, but whatever. It was good to play with them. And next time we'll play some Team Deathmatch and it'll be less stressful. Oh. And then finally, the only other thing I played was um, The Simpsons Tapped Out. I didn't know this existed until I went to the... What? The, I know. The App Store has, you know, their top 25 free games. And so from time to time, I'll go there and just be like, well, it's free now. And this game was free. And it's it's SimCity Social, but with The Simpsons. Like, that's all really? it is. It is. But it's fun. Like, it's, I'd much rather have, you know, when I say, Homer, go pick up the trash or whatever, I'd rather have him go, oh, man, I thought this was supposed to be a game, uh, rather than having, <laughs> just, you know, some random stuff pop up on the screen. So, yeah. It's, you know, from some of the writers funny. of The Simpsons, apparently. Yeah, it is. It was, it's funny. And, and there's like, you know, you can set up a hammock and then tell Homer, go sit in the hammock for two hours. So, That's yeah, good. it's cool. And it's free. So, yeah, and it's Simpsons, so what's not to look? And I didn't think it would work on my, you know, older iPod Touch, but it does. Mm. Yay. So there you go. And Bru- that's be done. <laughs> Brilliant. So the, the pick for your week, I guess, is, is Counter-Strike. Is that Counter-Strike that, Global Offensive, yeah. man. I'm loving it. Go yeah. figure. And are you, are you looking forward to getting it on the old uh, 360 I'm very interested to see what the difference is going to be like because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm used to playing it with a mouse and keyboard now, so it'll be weird to play it with a pad, but... You yeah, come on this show next show. week and go, Stupid Xbox. <laughs> they ruined it. They've made it so watered down and lame. It's just pathetic. <laughs> it's probably what's <laughs> going to happen. Probably. <laughs> we'll see. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, well, I... Wait, see. It's well, half of every NC. Um, well, I've been up to a few things this week, funnily enough. Oh, yeah. Please, rollerblades, like you're in prison. <laughs> yeah. Roller skates, come well, on. Shinigami. No, both. I have both now. Have, yeah, the, the others were blades. Right. Yeah. The others were blades, baby. Um, yeah. But yes, um, first game uh, I played this week was Papa EO. Papa EO. Papa EO. No, no. Well, apparently the correct pronunciation in Latin American is Papa Yo. Well, 
the, the correct just... pronunciation in the language that I speak, which is English, motherfucker, is <laughs> and yo. Look, it's a South American, Latin American developer. You know, you should pay him some respect. And someone and me. Okay, I mean, this game has had a lot of comparisons. It's been compared to Eco, and it's been compared really? to, yeah. But, That's it on. but uh, it's on the PS3. It's an exclusive really? PSN game. Really? Duke, before, uh, Duke, Duke, before you go off downloading it, I'm, on, yeah, on. just steady on there, man, steady. Just because I said eco, it doesn't mean to say it is. Okay. Is there a demo? Yes, there is a demo. Yes. Oh, I'm downloading Now, interestingly, demo. I played the demo and not the full game, and... To get the full effect, you have to play the full game, but it's it's over a tenner, and it's it's just you know it's it's weird, right? It's that ceiling for downloadable games for me. I don't yeah. know if, if it's like eight ninety nine, I probably would have just bought it and gone, yeah, I'll pay eight ninety nine for that. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Once well, it gets to over a tenner, I don't know. It just it's almost like a barrier. It's like oh, it's over ten quid now. So then I'm sort of going looking at what other reviewers are saying and thinking, is it worth a tenner? I don't know. I kind of enjoyed the demo, but I don't know whether it was quite. But anyway, basically. Uh, it's it, it's a very dark game. This is this isn't a light game. It's not it's not a nice game. Is it really? Yeah, it's very dark. I heard, I heard comparisons to Eco. I heard that um uh, that it's not as polished no, okay. as it should be. Right? It's not. No, I mean it has got quite a few technical issues. The controls aren't as tight as they could be. It, it does get stuck on bits in the levels quite often. You know, there's the, the collision detection's not great. And it, it, rather than if you run into some, like, edge of something, instead of just going around it, it just stops dead. So it, it does get kind of frustrating occasionally. But it's it's basically about child abuse. That's what the game's about. So, oh, fun game, then. It's a very heavy game. It's basically the guy who made the game was abused by his dad, who was an alcoholic. And... The, it's it's just one big metaphor for what went on in his childhood. The game starts in a very dark way. You're sort of this young boy cowering in a, in a closet, and obviously you can see your dad outside the closet stomping around in an alcoholic rage. Um, and then the game pretty much mirrors that. So basically he, he sort of escapes into his imagination, so that's where the game itself comes from. So it's, So the boy sort of escapes to this sort of world in his head to get away from what's happening in his real life. But then, and I haven't got this far because it's not in the demo, but you meet a monster in the game. Uh, but Who represents your dad? Who represents your dad. You, you can't progress without him and he can't progress without you. So you're sort of tied together, if you will. And and it starts off quite playfully, apparently. I mean, again, I've I've not played it any further, so I don't know. But apparently it starts off fairly playfully. In, in, within the levels, there's it's, it's very, you know, very cool representation of a favela you know and all the cool little houses and everything uh, and there's some cool there's nothing too taxing from what i can gather in the game but there's some interesting puzzles like for instance there's a level where there's sort of houses just floating in mid-air you know it's very surreal very sort of salvador dali-ish you know there's lots of surreal weird stuff going on and and basically you've got boxes on the floor that represent the houses and you have to maneuver them around so you can make platforms out of them to cross like a big chasm if you will so there's some kind of interesting stuff going mm. on. There's houses that sprout legs and move around with like little keys oh, on no. the side. So it's it's very very surreal. Uh, yeah, the the monster thing. There's some bright green. So it, so initially he helps you, and you can use his belly as a trampoline and stuff like that. But then as the as the levels move on, you've got to keep him away from the green frogs, which presumably represent the alcohol. And when he eats one of these, he goes into this rage and turns into like this fire thing and just starts whacking you around. Oh. 
like a rag doll. So it's it, and you have to run away and hide and stuff. But you still have to come back out because you still need him to get further through the game. So it's it's kind of a kind of a sad game, I guess. Really sounds uh, sounds like something you play on Christmas. Yeah, yeah, with the kids. Yeah, his sister, yeah. his actual sisters come out and sort of said like, you know, she really admires him for for making the game like he did, making it so honest as to you know was a representation of what went on when he was a kid in his life, and you know, yeah, she you know she basically said you know the dad wasn't a bad person, he just you know was unfortunately an alcoholic, and you know that's where it comes from. So, so yeah, I, I would recommend playing the demo. It's an in, it's a very interesting oh, game. So I'm going to ask Duke. Duke, are you interested? Yeah, I am interested, especially because there's a demo. Yeah. Lots of pulling switches, moving cogs, and maneuvering bits of the levels to get to other places. It's, I I actually really enjoyed the, the demo that I played, and I still may pick up the full game. I did enjoy it. And I think, again, it comes back to this. A lot of reviewers, the reviews range from, I think, 95 on Metacritic down to 40 or something ridiculous. Wow. It's a huge range of this, you know, discrepancy between what, whether people liked it or didn't. And the the most negative reviews seem to purely focus on the game mechanics and not a lot else, you know, whereas the people who really liked it focus more on the atmosphere and what it represents and how it represents it in a really interesting... So that's probably the main thing that it's got going for itself. Is yeah, it's the it story. Yeah, the story and the atmosphere. and So it is, it is rough around the edges. There's no two ways about it. But what I played, I enjoyed. It's simple enough just to enjoy it. So give it a whirl. It's a great atmosphere and yeah, I just thought it was kind of a cool art style. So, yeah, I kind of like that. So, yeah, Paparillo or, or Papo and Yo. Yeah, there we go. Papo e Yo demo. Papo e Yo. Papo e Yo. Anyway. Download. So, yeah, played that. Downloading I, it now. Yeah, I think, I'll, I think I will. Maybe I'll have a review by the uh, 1.3 gigs. Probably not. Nice, big. Yeah. Uh, then I also played Dust and Elysian Tale. Is this the latest one on the Oh, Xbox? yes. I'll yes. play this. The it's last a- in the summer of arcade, huh? Yeah, I kind of like this. Really? Chinny? Yeah. Um, it's got some good things going for it. I will say that. You know, I remember this. I can't remember which era, but I'm sure this won the um, Dream Build Play for the Xbox Live Indie Games. And yeah, it was, in a, it, was, it, it, was, it is built in that engine, as far as I can tell. I don't think it's been. It looks pretty much as it did back then, but obviously with a lot of polish on top. Uh, but it's, it's a nice looking art style, really cool little game. Um,. It's a little bit sort of erotic somehow. It's got this yeah. thing going on. It's, it's, that's the thing that I don't like about it. It's like furry porn. Yeah. You know, furries uh, uh, and all that stuff. Like, everything's yeah, hairy and weird. And it's, it's very weird. strange like that. Um, I, I, I don't like that. But, yeah. It reminded, I mean, it reminded me of the Cadbury's Caramel Bunny Rabbit somehow. Yeah. It, I mean, it's pretty dumb. Like, But the, 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 way, the way it plays... Is by far the best thing. Uh, it's like a, you know, a hack and slash, like two D Metroidvania type game. Yeah, uh, great. It's, I mean, it's a good art style, but it doesn't really appeal to me. Uh, it's too fantasy for me. It's too out there. Can't relate to the characters. Can't relate to a talking sword. It's very um, bright as well, isn't it? It's really in your face. Yeah, I mean, it's good art, but like, yeah, it just, looks lovely. It just, I, I just can't. I just, it's not really appealing to me. So. I, I, for that reason, I didn't really like it. Maybe if it went cheap, I'd, I'd give it a go. But I mean, uh, you know, is I, it more I, emphasized I, on the platforming or the pl- uh, fighting combat? It's more the combat. yeah, it's more combat yeah. with a bit of platforming. Yeah, 
It's it's, uh, it's really good combat though. Really, I mean, that's what holds it together. That's the uh, cool. that that's the the comeback factor. You know, like the combat. I'll it's really. It it's, a lot it's of definitely, fun. and it's a great demo. They give you a, it's a really long demo, so you get plenty of time to get a they taste. They break the wall call a lot as well. She's like, "Oh, why don't we go in this house?" And she's like, "Well, we could, but it's the end of the demo." Yeah, yeah. nice. So they've got they've put some work into it, and I, I just, you know, as soon as you start moving in the game, you're like, "Yep, like this this feels really good. Like this yep. feels like I can play this, you know, for a long time." Yeah, very uh, fluid, and I love the comp because you have—I can't remember what she's called now—but there's like a, you get like a fairy who tails from help, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog. helps you out and stuff. She looks like tails from Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog, and he's anno- as annoying as well. Yeah, and she fires stuff, and then you can use your sword to make it amplified yeah. and stuff. So there's loads of little cool combination stuff you can do. That's funny as well because she 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 fires this like white goo, all right, which is sexual in itself, <laughs> and and she goes. Oh, that wasn't very good. I'm really sorry. And then, but you can do this tornado move. Yeah. Um, and it just looks like sprays this like little goo, goo everywhere, everywhere. And it's uh, oh, well, now I think about it and saying it, that it's pretty weird. But uh, <laughs> it's, it looks cool though. But... It's very effective. Yeah, it gets on everything. <laughs> I bet it is. It gets everywhere. It does. But yeah, no. It... <laughs> But yes, it, check out the demo. It's probably the peak, I would have said, of, of all the uh, games that came out this year, really. But it still was enough for me to buy it or go out and get some points. But I, I kind of enjoyed it. If you like your hack and slashy type games, it's definitely worth uh, having a look at that. It's good. Um, then I thought, you know what? I've been neglecting the Xbox, really, and the PS3, haven't I, for quite a bit, for you know at least the last three, three or four weeks, really. Um so I, I got rid of that shit game prototype too because I thought, you know what? Why am I? Why have I still got this? Because I'm not going to go back and play it. So I've sent that back, and I'm, I've taken off all the stuff I'm not really bothered about. So all the stuff's gone. So I've got like I've left Sleeping Dogs on there, and you know a few other games that have re- recently come out. So I'm going to sort of see what they send me next. Um, and then I thought, you know what? I need to get Azura's Wrath finished because I've had that for ages. Have you really? Yeah, I've had it ages. Yeah, and I and I sort of stopped playing it. Care enough about it to keep. No, it. do you know what's weird though? Because I sort of got distracted. I think I think I can't remember what came out. Something came out, and I was like, "Oh, gotta play that now." Anything else? Oh, it might. Uh, it might have been, <laughs> no, it might have been Max Payne Three. It might have been when that came out, and it I got distracted. Else. Yeah, but it is true last year. Anything <laughs> yeah. can distract you, really. No, well, that is true. Anything yes. can distract me. Uh, but yeah, Azura's Wrath. I'm. Hey, I'm really enjoying this game. I shouldn't. There's, there's any number of reasons that this game should not be enjoyable. Why? Because it's got quick time events, which I don't particularly like. It's, oh, yeah, it's, it's very cutscene heavy. Yeah, but it's weird and unpopular, so it's right up your alley. It's, I don't know. There's, I think and, it is weird and unpopular. Well, it is weird, probably. It is weird. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, again... If you go and look at Metacritic, again, the, the, the reviews range from sort of 80, 90, again, down to about 30, 40. So it's another one of those sort of a whole range of sort of... Oh, what's that word you all use? Marmite? Yeah, it definitely is. But for whatever reason, it's just so crazy and over the top. And, you know, it's like some of the bosses, again, you know, like Bayonetta before it, the, the bosses are incredibly massive. I mean, some of them are bigger than... The planet and the moon combined, these things are gigantic. At what point does it become too ridiculous for words? At what point do you look at it and go, 
this would not. I can't. You know, I disbelief. For what? No, no. You know, for whatever reason. Because I was going to make a joke about like yeah. next they'll be. Well, where do you go? Bigger than the universe. Like, well, well that's I don't know. Thing. I don't know for whatever Bionetta reason. Bayonetta already did that. Yeah. For whatever <laughs> right. reason, I'm quite happy to suspend my disbelief. I mean, there was one bit right. This boss I'm fighting right, that's and then he. This, this is just just to show you, right? You're fighting on the moon, which was cool in itself, and you could see the Earth in the background. And the art in this game, and the way it looks, and details are just—it looks absolutely beautiful. I mean, the way it's drawn and stuff is lovely, right? So, you, so you're on the moon having this massive fight, right? And then he gets That's this. Where start a conversation, right? So you're on the moon, yeah. <laughs> so you're on the moon having this huge fight, right? And then he gets this massive sword out, right, to fight with you. And it's just, it's not like a standard samurai sword, but it, then he gets longer and longer. And I guess there's some sort of erection sort of metaphor going on up here. But, right, you you grab it in your hands, right? And then he's, you're, like, <laughs> flying across the, the sort of space towards Earth, right? This is how crazy this game is, right? Then... You hit the hit the earth, you know, you're flying through the atmosphere, burning and everything, right? You finally hit the ground. Then the sword blade starts going through you, because obviously you've hit the ground, right? And it comes out at the other side of the earth, right? So the point of the blade comes out of the other side of the earth. It's just amazing, right? And you sat there like you're like every time you think you've seen everything, it's something else even more incredible than the last thing you saw happens and really something. I love it. I absolutely. I, I just think what what else. I mean, the only negatives, I guess, is like some of the enemies you fight can be a little bit repetitive, and I've fought the same creature once or twice. But there's no. What's really weird, right? Normally, it sets it up like a beat 'em up, I guess, in some respects, because you're sort of going through the, the story. I love the story, right? You think like God of War is angry, you know? You think Kratos is an angry person, right? He has not a patch on this guy. I mean, this guy is like. He's furious! At one, at one point, right, he gets so angry, he sets on fire, and then, like, fire shoots out of his hand. Right. You know, I, I hate it yeah. when that happens. I hate fire, it. Fire, I know. fire, fire, fire! He is, like, the angriest person I think as I have ever seen in a game. With good reason. I mean, the, the, you know, what happens to him is pretty bad. It's a standard revenge-type story, but... I got a right to be hostile. It's a great... It's a really great Dude, setup. It's a standard revenge-type story. You know, the, yes. that, that type of story where, like, a sword goes through the earth. You know, that old... Right. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, another sword through the earth. Revenge. So that's kind of cool. And then even the quick time events, the way you do them, I'm kind of fine. You know, you know, with normal quit, if you get it wrong, it's like, oh, you failed. So it's like, oh, you have to do it again now until you get yeah. it right. In this, it, it sort of gives you like the button shape on the screen. So you know exactly which button you need to press. So there's no thing, oh, which one's Y or which one's X or which one's B or whatever. It's, it, it's automatically there. And, and what it does, it starts off with a wide circle. And as it obviously gets nearer to the middle, uh, obviously, that's when you need to press it to get the perfect sort of finish. And the finishing moves are just incredible. You know, when you actually finish a boss off. And it's like one massive boss fight after another. That's basically the game. But, yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. I don't know why. I don't know why. I shouldn't, but I do. It's kind of yeah. a guilty pleasure, horses I guess. Horses man. People yeah, like it's, it's, a, like. it's a great guilty pleasure game. But, yeah, I love it. I can, If you want something just crazy, and you can take the fact there's not a lot of game to be there, you know, to be played. It's just... Cool story and crazy stuff. Crazy over the top. Uh, and then the only other game I've played this week was Horn. Uh, and we can get, get the erection jokes out of the way now. Um, well, you have an erection. <laughs> but this, this is on the iPad. And I've been looking at it. And then I was going to London today. And I thought, well, I've got, I'll have four hours to kill. So maybe I need something to you know pass the time while I'm on the train. 
So I downloaded it. It was four ninety nine, uh, and it's done on the Unreal Engine on the iOS. So it's the same engine that they use for Infinity Blade. It's it's more akin to. Do you remember Epic Citadel? Uh, that nope. least. Well, basically, the, when they first developed the Unreal Engine for iOS, they released oh, yes. a demo well, that, called Epic the tech Citadel. Demo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. It's, it basically taken that tech demo and turned it into a game. Mm. Um, very sort of Zelda-like, very Fable-ish, so it's a bit of a mixture of Zelda and Fable. Uh, interesting touch controls, not always as good as they could be. You, you basically touch where you want to go as opposed to having a D-pad or a version, which sort of works okay, but sometimes it, it takes you in the wrong direction. Sometimes if there's something, there's like, for instance, if there's a ledge to drop off, but you're heading for a crystal next to it, it'll sometimes get into the vicinity of where it automatically goes into your animation and you drop off when you're not really wanting to. So occasionally it can be a bit frustrating. Nothing too major, though. Um, I think it's probably better played in bits rather than playing big chunks like I've been doing because it, it feels like it's got quite repetitive now. You know, I feel like I'm doing just the same sort of things over and over. It has Infinity Blades combat to an extent, but it's not anywhere near as deep. So it's sort of, it's a bit rinse repeat on the combat. It works okay, you know, but it's not, it's not brilliant. I think a lot of the, the gameplay stuff is just okay, but it looks gorgeous. You know, it looks absolutely stunning. And I think that's a, a lot of the reason. So you sold no, I'm not actually. I, I, I think it looks great, <laughs> but I think it, it just doesn't have the gameplay to back up how good it looks. It has some weird stuff as well because the boys, it, you, you play this boy. Boys over, are back in town. Called Horn. Uh, the story's interesting. It's sort of everybody's been turned into these weird robot things, but every weird robot thing has a living thing inside it. So you know, like a bird or a rabbit or a deer or whatever it may be, and they're all these monsters now, and you have to. Try and release everybody is is sort of the story, and try and figure out what the hell's happened. And you just sort of wake up, and you don't really know how you've got there or why everything's changed so much. So it's kind of an interesting setup, um, but I just think it could play a lot better than it does. It just it, it's okay, you know. It's it's sort of passable, um, but at five, I, I guess at five pounds, can you really complain that much? I don't know. Yep. Yes, but it's it's okay. It's okay. It's worth a look. It looks nice. Your problem, Stu, is you don't complain enough. I know. Could do with a demo, I think, for people just to have a go of it. But And there's some weird things happen, like your character... The only character... thing Stu complains about is like games that are like big sellers. <laughs> have you noticed? Yeah. Your, your character will talk, but his mouth doesn't... There's no facial animations. Oh, well, fuck talk. this game, then. Which it's just a bit move. weird. And the voice acting's okay. It's not the best I've ever heard, but it's all right. It's... Stuart, please stop whining about minor aesthetic details. But yeah, I mean, it's it's good, but it's not brilliant. And I guess that's that's the best way of putting it. It should be brilliant! I think, I think it shows the standard of games that could be on the iPad and iPhone if they get better at make... You know, they need to, they've got the, the engine there. I mean, the Unreal Engine on there, there is no games that look as great, you know, as the games that use the Unreal Engine. That, that's for certain. But they just need to... Ba- I mean, I'm waiting for um, Infinity Blade Dungeons to come out. I think that's going to be the one that... I think that- we all are. I think I speak for Chinny and myself. <laughs> you don't even know what that is, probably. Nope. It's, it's basically Diablo. But I can uh, figure. I mean, I think you've in told the Infinity about Blade it. universe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it looks great. Great dungeon crawl. You had to ask, didn't you? Yeah. So I, I think that's <laughs> I really, really, really going to set the benchmark uh, for the iPhone and the iPod yeah. and iPad. But we'll see. When that comes out, then. And then the I, I stick. 
Yeah, which is the impossible studios are working on that now, aren't they? Along with Chair, so so we'll we will see what happens with that. So so that's it for me. So Chini, over to you. What have you been up to? Hola, 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 Chini. I've been playing Driver San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um. So. Uh, my history with Driver is I love it. I love Driver 1 and 2. 3 uh, never happened. Uh, and anything okay. else was probably on the PSP. So, you know, I come into Driver San Francisco with some kind of hopeful eyes. And it certainly delivers. Yay. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Um, gets a little bit boring after a while. I just... I think it feels like a game that you should play in moderation, maybe, or I don't know. And 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 the missions get hard very quickly. Yeah, uh, but season, sorry, season, uh, chapter four, <laughs> yeah. uh, they start to kind of really, really, really get difficult. Um, and there's a lot of activities, and uh, the st- I mean the story is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> yes. But I quite like, I, I quite love it. Uh, uh, the the story is so dumb. Um, but I. I really wish they went kind of like more Saints Row with it, you know, like yeah. just over the top driver, like you know, in the Beastie Boys uh, music video Sabotage, yeah. where like, they're just ridiculous seventies cop stuff. I wish that's the driver that I want, you know, yeah, that, yeah, that's just sure. ridiculous. Everything just doesn't make sense. That kind of stuff. Um, but I want that. So, and it's almost there. It's pretty camp. It's pretty silly. But not, I mean, and it, but in the game, it's taken itself very seriously. But it knows it's very. I think it's fully aware that it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just wish they make the the kind of Saints Row of drivers, and it's not quite there. It's definitely a step in the right direction. Whether yeah. there's going to be another one anytime soon after this, I doubt it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really feel like anyone's crying out for a sequel to this. But it's decent <laughs> though. Me. It's, it's decent though, and the, the, the whole car mechanic of shifting cars is just so much fun. Um, and like you, you know, you're in a race or something, you can just bash other cars into the other drivers, slow them down. Brilliant, but yeah, like the, those missions get hard fast, man. They they're yeah. really difficult. So I know. I, I mean, it, I just if, I it's funny because it I usually don't hear you complaining about the difficulty on a game. It's true. It's true. I just I, I find it hard to go back to. Like I finished mm-hmm. playing it, and I, I don't really want to play it. Um, not because I don't like it, it's just because I feel like I'm, you know, driving names should be more. I, was, I feel like I, I, I enjoyed Split Seconds more, you know, because it was just ridiculous. Yeah. But I don't know, it's it's good, it's good. Uh, I, it's just not something. It, I, I'm I'm working my way through it, but it seems a little tedious at the moment. It, it seems like oh god, I gotta do these more levels, more levels, more activities, unlock this. Nah. I just kind of want to crack on with the story and just get on with it. But yeah, I didn't have any interest in the story at all, so I wonder if that made it more enjoyable for me to just dilly dally along the way. I wouldn't say I have like a massive investment in the story, um, yeah. but I like to kind of see what happens. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, it, uh, the, the the thing is in intro, like so the story is Tana, who you play as, is in a coma and. <laughs> You have to, like, 
shift. I don't know. Don't ask me. Jericho to like get out of the coma. I'm assuming there. Yeah. It's revealed that like, but in at the start of the game, he like doesn't know that he's in a coma, and then pretty much kind of figures it out within like five minutes. And yeah. I wish, even though it doesn't matter so much, I wish they would have played with that a little bit more. You know, play with the whole like he just thought he was like a superhero or something. Um, and then things started going a little bit more trippy for him and didn't realise and he, maybe he's not quite a superhero. And that, that, They should have played with that more, but they didn't. They just kind of... There. They just went, uh, you're in a coma. And he's like, oh yeah, so I am. Cool. Brilliant. All right, let's get on with this. Um, yeah. You know, I, I just want I want Saints Road Driver. That's what I want. Um, but it's good. It's good. I, I, love, the, I love the fact that at the beginning of the game, you have to drive yourself to hospital. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And there's some good things in the mission. Like, that's cool. You, you have to like you're in this helicopter. You have to scan a jeep, and then you go into the. You just shift into the jeep, and then yeah. you have to put the jeep onto back of the back of a lorry, and then you shift yeah. into the lorry, and then you drive in the lorry. That's that's really clever, and yeah. it feels fresh. But it doesn't. There's not enough of those moments really, because between then it just feels like every other driving game. Yeah. Um, but, the, well, but, you know, but, was, but what about like the different kinds of races and things? I thought that was pretty cool. The, the shift, right, like the partner races, they're good. Yeah. Uh, but they're very difficult. Again. Um, yeah, it's quite, they are. Quite tricky to get first and second place at the same time. Yeah. Um, and the the cop car stuff is good. Um, yeah, I mean when when the shift thing works and you you, you get the right, you, you find a coach ahead, and you go into the coach and then use that coach to ram all the cars behind you. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. brilliant, but yeah. they're, 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 they're not easy to pull off um, mm. and they don't always work sometimes. And sometimes you don't even think about it. Sometimes And sometimes you can't even shift out the car for some reason. Yeah, they just go, yeah right, you there can't do it. Stuff. Yeah, but it's it's a decent game. I'll, I'll work my way through it. It's, it's not, if, you, if you're not going to play, if you've not got much interest in it, um, you're not missing much, to be honest. But if you like fun driving games, it's definitely worth a go. So, it's a very fun driving game. Yeah, it is fun. Um, let's see, really, I played that Dust, like we talked about. I played uh, Hybrid. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. On purpose? Yeah, I accidentally switched it on and downloaded it and played it, uh, played yeah. it for two, two, three rounds. I really like what they're doing with the world map. I really yeah. like... That whole kind of battle, um, the meta battle, if you will. Uh, but I, I, I really liked that the, the game until I started playing it. And then I started <laughs> playing it, and I was like, oh, this isn't very good. It would be good yeah. if we had that whole meta battle in a good third-person <laughs> Now, did you, how was the matchmaking for you, Chenny? Was it a nightmare, or did they work it out? No, it was fine. It was fine. Well, um, shooty had shot. So, yeah, I jumped in a few games. Now, I've got no problem with the team sizes. Um, I don't know. I just, it's, it's quite, I don't know. I, I just felt it quite difficult to get the angle of. Like, I, I feel like I was playing against really good players, and the whole mechanic of it just didn't quite work. Like, you'd either be really far apart or too close together, yeah. and you just shoot over the wall, blind fire, and then you're done. Um,. I don't know. I, I wasn't convinced, to be honest. Like, I, I'd see it was a, it was an all right game. If I jumped in a game with like three v three and I knew everybody in there, I'd probably have a really good time. But I, I don't. That's going to happen. I don't. I mean, the only person I know who likes it is Greg. Um, really? Is he like playing it a lot? Yeah. yeah he, he thought it was really good. Really? Great game. Huh. Yeah. 
Um, hey, to each their own. I just that's the first I've heard of anybody really liking. Yeah, you. that's what I said to him. That's exactly what I said to him. You're the first person I know that that likes the game. He's like, no, no. I, 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 I mean, he's right. It, it has got good scores on Metacritic. Huh. People, people are liking it. It's just All right. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, more power to him. I also played Trenched with uh, Iron Brigade, as it's also called. Oh yeah. That was a game I missed as, as I was flicking through these arcade games. Um, I always remember. I was like, "Oh yeah, I should play that." Because I never really, um, I never really give it a go. Um, and it's it is good, but not like I like traditional terror defense games. I uh, you know, that's that's what I like. I like terror defense games that are just top view. You're not third person or anything like that. I like the the top view. Looking down, managing the stuff, upgrading stuff. You don't have to worry about walking around. I felt like the the me- it's just like a mech terrorist defense game. Um, that's fine. It, it was funny and in every and it did everything that Double Fine are good at. But for me, no, nah, not for me. No. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fair. And that's oh, I'll play that dust. Yeah, dust, 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 dust. dust. So. Um, I guess, then, in that case, we need to do uh, this week's indie pick. Let's do it! Indie game review. Review. Hello, friends. Vlados here. You know me. I'm not so hard to please. When it comes to video games, there are really only three areas that I care about. There's the concept, there's the graphics, and there's the gameplay. Most indie games do pretty well in one of these areas. Sometimes a person will have a neat idea, but then rush to make a game, so the graphics and gameplay aren't great. Or maybe they use a super gameplay mechanic from another game, and so their concept is nothing great and the graphics aren't superb. Once in a while an indie developer will nail all three of these things, like Beat Hazard. That was an original concept mixing asteroids with sound waves. It had good graphics, unless they make you collapse with all the flashing, and the gameplay was well implemented. Well, this week's game is Zero Gravity Y3030. You're an astronaut who has to pilot a ship around a space station, retrieving cargo and doing other tasks in a timely fashion. The concept is neat. Lots of games require endless blasting and violence in space, but this one has a much more cosmic feel with the void of space hanging over you and under you. The graphics are excellent. Tight, crisp visuals with an epic scale on the hardware you use, as well as the space station you're on. Even the menus feel futuristic. The gameplay is atrocious. F***ing sucks. One star. Zero Gravity Y3030 is 80 Microsoft points on Xbox Indie games. Don't f***ing bother. Vlados out, bitches. Wow. Wow. Tell us what you really think, Vlados. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I completely disagree, I guess. Surprise, Uh, surprise. No, only because, right? Normally, these like because it's basically a simulation game. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, Where you're simulating a, I guess, a a futuristic forklift driver, I think it's described as, (laughs) in space. I thought the controls were very intuitive. 
I thought they worked really well. I, I felt like I, I was always in control of where, you know, how to stop, how to go forward, how to thrust, how to change my point of view. I didn't. I thought it was kind of cool. And, you know, doing those final sort of very delicate sort of movements were easy to achieve, you know, to get to where you needed to get to. Uh, the biggest issue I had was getting back to the cargo bay afterwards because I couldn't figure out exactly how to get in, and it took me a minute or two to work that out. Well, that was a difficult problem. Uh, but I mean, no, once but really, it was the only thing I really had problem with with the, the controls was all of them. I don't, I don't know. I, I, God, it was just fine. Well, not for me. It wasn't. I found it oh. really frustrating. No, I didn't at all. And I, and you're right. I mean, it looks. It, it it gives you a great sort of atmosphere of what it'd be like to be in be in space. I thought it did a really great job of it. Yeah, I, I was pretty impressed. I have to say, nice concept as well. It was nice to see something a bit different, you know, than all the usual twin stick shooters and. It was a good concept. You know, I think platformers. That, so. It was very very good. So so you weren't too keen then, Duke. I'm guessing. Nope. Uh, Chini, what did you think? I um. I applaud it for its uh, for what it is. Um, yeah, I, I, I could get behind kind of this type of game, but a little bit more polish to it, a little bit more something to it, and I don't know, maybe I think Duke's got a point with the controls. I get that it's a simulation game. I get that, but I think still like the. That sometimes it wasn't fast enough, sometimes it was too quick. Um, I think they need to be fine-tuned, so everything you do feels like it's got some consistency to it. Because it felt like rolling was so quick, but then... Yeah, I agree, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like, you know, you move, try and move forward, and it took forever, so I was like, yeah. well, well, it doesn't feel yeah, it's right. It's inconsistent. Um, but I could kind of... I, I, yeah, I mean, they did a good job of, like, making you think, oh, I'm going... Going a little bit out, but out too far here. I don't want to float too far away from this spaceship, otherwise I'll be sucked up of the nothingness of space. Um, so, but like after a while, I, I delivered my second package, and I'm thinking, well, what else can this game do apart from this? Yeah, and I guess that's the the rub. You know, cause you might, might need a bit of combat and stuff of some description. You know, pirates trying to come and take your cargo and things like that. I don't Maybe. Yeah, what, I agree. I don't what I did, so what I did, I got bored of delivering packages, so I thought I'd go headfirst into the meteor that was right next to us. And uh, then the trial ended. And did the it? trial ended, and in the background, my ship was going... Yeah, it didn't blow up or anything. It was just like smashing the sides. So that was fun. Um, cool concept. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, a game with a bit more polish. I could see something like this on the iPad, you know, like you could use the, you could steer it or something, that'd be cool. Um, uh, a bit more, bit more love into it, a bit more time into it. I'm, I'm sure this person has spent a lot of time into it. But, you know, a bit more of a game there rather than just floating around space would be nice. Yeah, I think I think like you say. I mean, we don't know because I haven't. Obviously, none of us have bought the full title. If it does develop and there is other stuff, but for eighty points, I can't see there being much more to it. To be honest, apart from going collecting various packages and delivering, maybe there is. Well, you look at what else is available for eighty points. There's more of get. You know, you know, there's more available with these other eighty point games. I've seen better, more of a game, more bang for your buck than this. So, yeah. Interesting though, nicely, like I say, nicely executed. Just like you say, yeah. There's there's a lack of a certain amount of control with the controls, I guess. But I don't know. I thought it was an interesting concept. 
So. That sums up the game. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. Worth Interesting. a look. Worth a look. If you if you like if you like if you're into track. No, no, sure, you're going too far. Or in- train train That's simulator. You know, you might be into this. I guess is a, a good starting point. Okay, let's move on to some news. Putting news first. Now, I am I am going to start off with the biggest news this week to begin with. This is the biggest news. Are you ready for this? Ready. Yeah, are you sure? It's, it's big stuff. Here, wait, I'll get the drum roll ready. Okay. Hiditaka Sweri Suhiro has teased Deadly Premonition 2. Oh, yes. What the hell? Oh, yes. Oh, my uh... God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no. What's the matter with you? Who wants you? you uh, first aware. of all, they're going to release a director's cut uh, this year. Oh, thank God. I know. I can't wait. No, I, I, of, I don't know. Of Deadly Premonition? Yeah. I don't because know because it wasn't long enough already. Exactly. Um, but apparently they're in talks with publishers, and they can't talk about platforms, but after Deadly Premonition, everyone wanted to know when the next project was coming along. I told them it would be in 10 years' time. So I think they're still waiting. Um, yeah, he's still searching to publish a new project. Stop short of confirming the new game with Deadly Premonition 2. And he went, hmm, maybe, was all he said. Um... But he did is give it. it. Is, that, is that the listen? Lead? Listen. But he did give it. Give an idea of what he intends for the sequel, which he said he'd be honoured to make. In Deadly Premonition, I really tried to focus on lifestyle and the relationships between the characters and experiencing those things in the game. Uh, and there just happened to be the murder mystery going on at the same time. But what I really wanted people to experience was those day-to-day things in the new game. That's going to be important as well. Plus some extra things. I wasn't able to do before and new original elements like the coffee fortune telling. There you go. Uh, <laughs> me one. Yeah, that was kind of funny in the game. Um, apparently, I meet once more with producers. It's an inside joke, but we don't get it. So it's and just we talk about various, people. Know, yeah, various things. The things I've come up with and the producer said no to. I suggest Deadly Premonition 2 should be as though Deadly Premonition 1 had never existed, which is a very weird... Well, that's the way system. I've been operating. So. <laughs> I wanted to do everything from scratch, but the producer said that I couldn't do that. Um, so anyway, apparently he's, he's working on when, when Deadly Premonition went on sale, I got loads of feedback from users, opinions, and complaints. So I've got a list of about two, complaints, listen, a list of about 200 things that I want to improve. Uh, I'm going through that list and choosing the things I think will be good to work on. I can't tell you. you Bind all those things to all of it. <laughs> but things like... Well, you summarize with don't make a second game. The controls and graphics. So there you go. So he's, uh, you go. it may or may not come. But if it does, I will be there. Day one, pre-order, purchase. In all fairness, I'm still going to try Deadly Permission. I still haven't tried it, so I will try it one day. Look. You might like it, you never know. Braver man than I. You never know. Uh, But actually, on a more serious note, the biggest news, the biggest news this week, uh, I guess, is the on-live news, isn't it, really? Oh, yeah, Yeah. I heard about this. Where they've sacked, well, they basically sacked everybody and have taken on about half of the workforce back in a new formed company. So that Translation, half the pay, no benefits. Yes, and then basically anyone who had... Any stock options, they're all gone. So that, yeah, so they're all lost, and uh, there was no, no severance. Hey, you in stock? 
Lots and no, lots of stock. No packages. <laughs> Bart, it's not about how much stock you have. It's about how much copper wire you can get out of the building with. Yeah. I think, I think the sad thing is that people who did work there, you know, 50% of them did get the jobs. But for the other 50%, you know, they're, they're high and dry. Oh, with Jack. Yeah, no money, no job, no nothing really, which is kind of sad. You know, well, it is. Uh, but basically, I mean, it came down to Steve Perlman told workers the company was averaging 1,600 concurrent users on its service with 8,000 servers requiring maintenance. So wow. it was it just became untenable from what I can gather. Yeah. Uh, they've also said that they have something like 2.5 million subscribers worldwide in total and about 1 million user service altogether, but obviously not at the same time. It's only about 1,600 at the same time. But That is pretty low. Yeah, it is a, a very few people. I mean, but the issue, I mean, I, I did do the, you know, the payback bundle or whatever it was called, you know, where you sort of got... I feel bad now, but it's still in those games. Yeah, well, we'll come to that because I've had oh, lots really? of stick. Loads of people are giving me stick and said it's my fault. But and anyway... They should. But I did pay the payback bundle for a while, but there was no new games. There was there's just there just wasn't enough games to keep. See, the problem, Shinny, is not that Stu stole games from them. They didn't have any games to steal. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. Not nothing of any great interest. And the few ones that they did, I got for a pound. So. <laughs> wow. So. I hope you sleep at night, mate. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I just think it's kind of sad. I just you know it would have been nice to have seen. I guess Microsoft or somebody who could invest some money by them. We don't really know yet who's invested in them. Somebody has, but there's no sort of. Tell you what, I'm uh, I'm not regretting giving mine away. No, I know. I've still got a brand new one, still boxed, never opened. There you go. Uh, this was a statement, anyway. This came from OnLive. This is what they said. They said, We can confirm that assets of OnLive Inc. have been acquired into a newly formed company and is backed by substantial funding, uh, and which will continue to operate the OnLive game and desktop services as well as support all of OnLive's apps and devices, as well as game productivity and enterprise partnerships. The new company is hiring a large percentage of OnLive Inc. staff across all departments and plans to continue to hire substantially more people, including additional OnLive employees employees all previously announced products and services including those in the works will continue and there is no expected interruption in any of the on life services we apologize uh, that we were unable to comment on this transaction until it was completed and were limited to reporting on news related to online businesses and uh, now the transaction is complete we are able to make this statement so that's pretty much what they had to say about it all um too soon that was a thing in it i guess i think it was yeah. like we said too soon yeah, too soon. I think I think they were banking on the the p- possible Sony buyout, I guess, but they went for Gaikai. Well, they no, well they said they didn't want to be bought out, didn't they? And then they ended up getting bought out by somebody not so good. I don't know. We don't know. I mean, we don't know what even substantial funding means, do we? Or who's providing yeah, that? It's weird. I don't know. I think um, another thing that hinders this whole streaming stuff is uh, broadband caps. Yeah. You know, like, you're only allowed so-and-so gig a month or, you know, whatever they do. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, because I have a, a bigger broadband, so it doesn't really affect me in any way. But, you know... I don't, I don't have a broadband. Oh, a broadband. But, yeah, but hardly Dan was saying he gets, what is it, two gigs a month or three yeah. for something? 
And he has to play games at silly hours in the morning so he doesn't eat into his limit. It's unlimited uh, at off-peak hours, isn't it? Yeah, yeah but wow. it's something ridiculous, like 11 till 4 in the morning or something ridiculous uh, like that, isn't yeah. it? But that's, that is the biggest issue for this kind of service because, you know, yeah, internet service providers are so busy. I, probably, I don't think online really saw that coming. Yeah. If anything, they probably would have thought the whole situation of internet would have been easier. And they would have gone, well, look, in, in, we're, we'll struggle now, but in about two or three years, like, people will catch up. Uh, you know, Xbox Live, when that came out, people didn't, not everyone had broadband, but eventually they did. It was a risk, you know, it's one of those risks you take. Um, and I don't think it worked out for them. That's it. No, I don't think it did. I think there's... Yeah, it was. It was always. They just didn't get enough backing and support from the from the publishing companies. They said they would do, but and the gamers and the game. Yeah, and the gamers, and then they sort of like they were people like, stealing the games, for instance. I mean, well, just out of nowhere. You know, Batman Arkham City, you know, came out on the PS3 and the 360, but it didn't come out on the the platform till about two months later. You know, and that, yeah, I, I, I told on live how they could be heroes, and they didn't listen to me. So this is what happens. Yeah, and, that, and I guess that's where they really struggled. They didn't, you know, it's, you know, there was no reason it couldn't have come out at the same time, and that's what they were up against all the time, because by that time, other people had bought it on the other, and especially when you're trying to get players from other platforms to come over to you, it's, it's a much more difficult task, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, there you go. So it's, it's kind of sad that they're gone, but they're not really gone, and it'll be interesting to see where they go from here, you know, to, to improve the service or Ba-ba. get more games or... but. Business as usual, apparently. Um, anyway, just going to something a little bit, a little bit more lighthearted. And unfortunately, I'm not at work this week, so I haven't had the usual Daisy update uh, of what's going on. But, Daisy, Daisy. But I've got a couple of things on Daisy uh, this week. Uh, one is someone put a video up on YouTube, and the douchebags are getting very creative now. You know. Yay! If you're going to be a douchebag, be a creative douchebag. Very bag. creative. So basically... The, so yeah, unless you go, you bastard, but that oh yeah. was cool. I, I, yeah. I exactly, that is exactly what I, I sort of felt watching what they did to this person. So just to put, the, I guess, the, the sort of surrounding information onto this, what as people do stuff in the game, the mod creators change things to make it more difficult. So... Mm-hmm. What some people were doing to try and team up, you know, together, uh, was to sort of keep backing out and respawning and backing out and respawning in the game until they sort of got near enough to yeah. each other and then yeah. they would meet up. So what the, the mod developers went, mm, we don't want people doing that. We want to make it more difficult. So they removed the sort of instant respawn mechanism. So you can't, the only way you can respawn now is if you die. So that's the only. So either get killed by zombies or you die in some way, shape, or form. And so some enterprising players thought, "Oh, that's kind of funny. We can do some interesting stuff with this." So basically, they've got a, a helicopter because you can get helicopters in the game. So they have a helicopter, and basically, the, the, a, new, a new player who just sort of come back into the game after being killed or whatever was walking along. They landed the chopper and went, "Do you want to lift? You know, jump in the chopper. You know, we'll look after you, sort of thing." Uh, they were a bit racist. To be fair, they weren't the nicest of people. But anyway, this guy was like, you know, very trusting and said, oh, okay, then. And he said, look, we're going to take you somewhere really safe, so you'll be fine. When has a racist in a helicopter ever steered exactly. you wrong, dude? Come on. Exactly. If you can't trust a white supremacist with a helicopter, exactly. who can you trust? I'd have got in there. 
<laughs> so basically, he got in the chopper, they took him, and off the coast of the main land is a little tiny island, right, off the coast. Oh, this uh, is going to end well, I can tell. Which is about 50 kilometers away from the... This from is the... our safe super island. <laughs> so they went, look, we've got this island, you know, we'll take you there, we'll set you up some tents and stuff, you'll be cool, right? And we'll come, you know, we'll set up this camp with you and all this, right? So they said, jump out of the chopper. Well, as soon as he jumped out, they just took off and left him there yep. on this tiny little island, right? Now, I don't know how long it takes, but he'll have to wait till he starves to death till he can come back into the game properly. So he can't kill himself in any way? Nope. Yeah, I don't know whether he could oh, swim until he drowns or something like that, but... And, and they're laughing about it as they're flying off. They're going, oh, how funny is that? He'll have to wait till he, you know, he starves to death now because, <sighs> because he won't be able to respawn. In fair, like... I mean, it's not quite the same, but I used to do the same in GTA where I used to get a helicopter and go, come with me, come with me, come with me. I'll put him on top of a building and go, all right, I can do this thing now, and then I'll just fly off. Right, you <laughs> see then. That's brilliant. Uh, but so, in that, in GTA, you die and you come back straight away. It doesn't yeah. really matter. In this, it might take, I don't know, maybe a couple of hours in game time before he dies of starvation. <laughs> or it might take sort of two real days in time. Who knows? But uh, he'll have to wait till he starves to death now before he can actually respawn. But I have this what vision. drone. Uh, yeah, maybe you could. I have this of this island filled up with people as they're doing more and more people. Jump out! Oh, I'll see you later. experiment themselves. Like, yeah. Whoever's, whoever's still... Put ten of them on the island, and then whoever's still surviving at the end of it will be rescued. Yeah. Anyway, on the on the ah, subject... horrible stuff going on. Oh, yeah. On the subject of Daisy... And it's coming to console. I know. I was just going to say, I have to eat some words, because I said, I don't think it'll happen. But it's not guaranteed. They've said they're waiting to see how well it does on the PC first, and if it does well... Oh, in... I think it's doing pretty well. No, no, when they do the stand, the standalone's got to sell. It'll, it'll, it'll do, do very well. Because well. you know what? I keep hearing people on Steam talk about... Oh, I would love to play Daisy, but I'm not buying Arma. So, like, yeah. as soon as it's standalone, people are going to be all over that. But they're going to charge for it, obviously. So, uh, it won't really? Be yeah, it won't be free. Oh, I thought I was going to get No, one. no, the standalone one will be charged for. So, that's uh, what they were saying. Are you being sarcastic there, Shinny? Yes. Yeah, they were sort of saying, um, we don't know how people react to having to pay again for all those people who bought the mod, but there's only so much we can do with a mod. It was interesting, actually. What he was saying was the more they change the mod, the. It can affect other mods on the system, so they're really conscious of not wrecking anybody else's mods by changing stuff for their mod. So, and, and even affecting stuff in in Armor Two as well, apparently. So, there's a there's quite a lot of stuff they have to take into consideration every time they change something. So, hmm. so the standalone one makes a lot more sense and make it be a lot easier. So, yep. Plus, well, I can make money. Yeah, and I'll probably buy it. I guess I'll probably have a go if it's on. on I'll play the console. Of course you're going to buy it. I'll play the PC one. I'll play the console one. Uh, Apparently the PC one might be running the Armour 3 engine, which probably wouldn't run on most PCs anyway. Well, if they do Steam Play, I'll give it a shot. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, talking of other positive stuff, uh, obviously Gamescom was on last week, and there's a couple of things came out I want to talk about. First thing... For those who don't know what this is, what is Gamescom? it's, It's basically the last big... Uh, apart from Eurogamer, of course. Uh, last big, actually, Eurogamer doesn't really figure into it. But it's the last big presentation place for showing it's off the, the biggest gaming expo um, in the world. Well, it would be if, if all of them were there, apart from you know the fact that Microsoft and Nintendo didn't bother this year. Yeah, but it, a, attendance—it's the biggest. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but seventy-five thousand people turned up. 
Yep, Sony did go. Sony did go. Uh, only a couple of things, really, I want to touch on. I don't want to go over what what was there and what wasn't there. But uh PSN game called Rain looks very cool. Uh, from Sony Japan, I believe it is. Um, and basically, it's uh, like a platform action adventure game, from what I can tell. Uh, but you play an invisible boy who can only be seen in the rain when there's obviously... Of course you do. What? It looks very cool. <laughs> or if he's, if he's not in the action... It sounds like if they made a game out of powder. Oh, it's brilliant, honestly. And if he's not in the rain, you just see his footsteps. So why can't, why can't you just like blow dust into him and stuff? Maybe you can. I don't know. It looked cool. All right. That's stupid, mate. It sounds stupid. It Sorry, that sounds kind of dumb to me. It looks great. Honestly, have a look at the trailer. It looks. It looks lovely. Sure it does. It looks beautiful. <laughs> How about this? I'll look at the trailer right now. Go on, have a look. Uh, and the other thing I want to talk about is David Cage did a walkthrough of Beyond. Uh, which is which is a level I've seen be, from the behind closed doors E3 demo, but he was giving commentary on this one, and I don't know, I don't know. Uh oh, really? I don't know. It's it's uh, it's. I, I think it's going to be really hard to suspend your disbelief, and I think that's going to be his biggest issue because if it plays. You know, Tuscan, bless him, on the on the forums, he's saying it was in some weird god mode, but I don't think it was. He never mentioned any god. Oh, here we go. I got something for a rain video game. Came up on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's the eight bit remix of Chocolate Rain. Never mind. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, he did this walkthrough, but he's like, as the ghost going around the level, like you know it. You know where they chase her? I don't know whether you've seen the demo, but they basically chase her through this forest and it ends up in this big standoff with a SWAT team and everything, right? Right. But they just don't react realistically at all because this girl's got this ghost thing and they know how dangerous she is. And there's plenty of times in the demo where they have like a shot where they could shoot her, but they don't. And I don't know, it all just seems a bit weird. And then... What you're telling me is Quantic Dream of Learnt Nothing. No, she <laughs> basically systematically kills everybody in the scene, right? All the SWAT team, but... You killed my best friend who I've worked with the force in five years, but I'll give you a chance, okay? They don't run away, they don't back off, they don't sort of, you know, go, shit, she's killing us all, let's go. No, they keep advancing on her anyway, because it doesn't matter. And, she, I mean, it, it looks cool, there is some cool stuff in there, but I think it's just, it, it's just the same as Heavy Rain in some respects, where... You might be able to play through that section of the game in a different way, but the end outcome is going to be exactly the same, and it'll just be in a slightly different order. I just think I don't know. I'm I'm trying to keep my expectations in check a little bit. It looks gorgeous, there's no doubt about it, but I still think it's still going to suffer from David Cage's touch of not really keeping things believable or coherent in some ways. Oh, good. Yeah, no, I think it'll still be good but i just don't think it'll be great i just think it's it's gonna suffer from his lack of narrative skill what you're saying is david cage ruins games is is what you're saying (laughs) i'm not saying he ruins i don't want to put words in your mouth but you said 
David Cage is kind of like the worst thing that's ever happened to the game industry. <laughs> I didn't say that at all. I, I heard you I say sh- that. I don't want to. I wish you'd be responsible, more responsible for the things you say. Take, you say something, own it. You know. Okay. okay. This, okay. Is, this is the thing. Do you know what I? Oh, at least his dog is visible in no. the rain too. That's okay. What I really think about David Cage is that he. His ambitions exceed what he's capable of doing. Sounds like Peter Molyneux. Yeah, he he has got that Peter Molyneux syndrome. He's 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 sort of ambitions and and even his. I think sometimes he believes what he's telling you himself, even though he's sort of not nuts. Didn't see it. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> almost like he truly believes it's brilliant, and maybe it will be. I don't know, but I'm not convinced. Everybody likes heavy rain, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, heavy rain. I mean, for the instance, thing is, though, a lot of people did like heavy rain. Yeah, it's... no, I did. I liked it, but I can see the faults it had, which were quite numerous. But the difference is, right? For instance, right? Okay, so they obviously know. I mean, I don't know how much you know about what she's capable of doing or a ghost thing is capable of doing, right? In this demo, right? But if you've got a girl who has a ghost who can possess people, a la the Matrix, right, and make them do what they want to do. You wouldn't have a giant helicopter hovering over where she is, would you? With a person in it. Because, obviously, you're going to go in that person and crash the helicopter, which is exactly what happens. Which looks brilliant and cool, but it doesn't make sense from a narrative standpoint. Because if you're a a highly... Maybe they don't understand what she can do, though. Maybe not. I don't know, but... I don't know what she's about. She's like, well, what does she do? What can she she's, do? You know what she's about? Enough to send about a 50-man SWAT team to go get her and shout Fair out, enough. stay away, she's dangerous. Good counterpoint. Yeah, but I don't know. It just it, it almost seems like, right, it's like, okay, right, if you were in uh, David Cage's head, right? Oh, God. Ah, ah oh, let me out! Ah, oh, this sucks! But it's like it has this Why mass- can't everybody speak normal like, accents around here? Yeah, continue. It's like it has this massive, crazy ideas, right, which are like cool little set pieces in themselves, but has then has no idea how to put them together as a narrative and just ends up tailoring the narrative to meet his huge set piece that he wants to show people. Sounds a lot like my experience with Heavy Rain, all right. Do you understand what I mean? Well, that, I think that's... You know what you mean? Yeah, I think that's what he, he tried. Instead of writing the narrative and then making the game out of the narrative, it's almost like he tries to make the narrative fit what he's got going on in his head. Which like, the, Oh, this will be a cool uh, scene. Yeah. Uh, this will be cool, and this will be cool, and then it's like, right, what can I, how can I string all that together now to make it sort of work? But it doesn't quite work. I don't know. I'm probably, be, I mean, it's hard to sort of, you know, it, it it looked quite cool, but the more you analyze it and think about it, the less cohesive so it becomes. You just got to not think. Yeah. Yeah. That's a way to be happy with life in general. Yeah. yeah, I've tried that. As intelligence goes up, Lisa, unfortunately, or Dad, as intelligence goes up, happiness often goes down. In fact, I made a graph. I make a lot of graphs. <laughs> as Lisa Simpson said. And moving on, anyway. So yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'll, I'll obviously still play because, of course, I will. Because you know, I still think. It's Hello. Cool. Good evening and welcome to the middle of the film. In in some ways, uh, okay. There's there's got to be a prize this week for the most pointless. Uh, YouTube demo video that I've ever seen this week. The one about rain that I just watched? No, that looks cool. Oh, it's a kid and he's in the rain. It's arty and, I mean, it looks like a decent enough 3D platformer, but what? It's a twist because it's rain. You leave him alone. There could be some cool mechanics built around that. You leave it be, man. But you know what? I think about it. I mentioned that. That's kind of what Ico is, isn't it? 
Exactly. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but Eco is cool, and I said it wrong. Eco. Eco. Uh, yeah, the most pointless demo video I've seen this week is for the Oculus Rift. Have you heard of this? No, what is it? So basically, this was the thing that... Um, God, what's he called from... Um, Doom and all that was twittering on about when he was at E3 and he was really impressed and you know John Carmack John Carmack from id yeah he was like this is the coolest thing ever so basically it's it's sort of a virtual reality headset uh, that they did a kit oh right yeah so some two two British guys as it goes got a hands on demo of the the prototype model of this okay they're making a game for prototype with it no. Apparently, ah, you apparently it works with Doom Three uh, BFG edition at the moment, so that's what it's what it's working with. I see. But anyway, so the video basically shows him holding a controller with this headset on, going, "This is cool." But how do you demonstrate something that nobody can see apart from the person with it on? It was just really stupid. It was like, they were very excited though. And he, he did say afterwards, it was amazing. He's like, it's the most amazing thing. It was just so brilliant. But, okay, I have some concerns about this. Because, okay, so you've got this thing on your head. So you can't basically see anything. And and if you want to do a full 360, say you're in an environment where you need to look behind yourself and turn around and stuff like that, right? How are you going to do this safely at home? I mean, you're Connect not. is bad enough having to move furniture, but with this on your head, you're going to be breaking stuff, breaking your legs. Because there's going to be little over. monitors in the window of the virtual reality thing, and it'll show you what's behind you. Yeah, but if you get if you get totally immersed in the game, right? For instance, right, say, say it is like full immersion, like you're really in the place, yeah. right? And you're you're in your living room, and you get and you forget about it. And you start walking forward because you forget that you're actually doing it with a controller, and then you walk in your telly or you walk into a door or something. You could really hurt yourself. I mean, I don't think they've thought this through at all. It's very dangerous, in my opinion. Yeah, well, it you could know, be. I mean, it depends on how it's implemented. Well, how, how else can it be implemented? You stick it on your head, and you can't see anything apart from what's inside your headset. Right, but maybe you just sit in the chair and do it. Yeah, but what happens when you need to turn all the way around? Well, look, you're not going to actually be turning around. You're going to be... Yeah. In, there's gonna, well, maybe you will. I don't you move know. Your head and it, it, Fine. It so you turn around. You turn around in... So you stand up and you turn around in place. Wow, that's going to be comfortable. They're not thinking about comfort. Stuart. Exactly. Comfort? This is... But Connect's not comfortable, is it? Well, at least you're stood in one spot and doing whatever you do. It's not like well, you've got, you're blind. You stand in one spot. Yeah, I think it's a bit dangerous, me. I don't know. It's like, I don't think it's any more dangerous than Connect, to be honest. Well, it is, because you I can't mean, see. Except in the sense that, as Hannibal Burris says, when you put a garbage can on your head, your peripheral vision is limited to about zero. Look, let me ask, so, yes, let me ask you another question, right? Would you be happy to stick a blindfold on in your living room and then... Dude, so- I don't own Connect, so this is a moot point to me. I will not be getting this. I agree that it sounds stupid. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the concept of it, but again, it just seems a bit weird. I know. It seems like, oh, well, motion control didn't work. What's next? Yeah, like, what can 3D we do? 3D doesn't work. What's next? What can we do? Yeah, and these no, are all... combine motion control and 3D. To a certain extent, these have all been done sort of yep. years ago. I mean, this was done, but this is different to... But it wasn't apparently. done right. Now it's being done right. Apparently, it's not it's like... Because most of them, it's like 
looking at a TV screen without having to have a big TV screen. That's what apparently the old one. Like it's, anybody fucking gives this shit. This apparently is like the holodeck, so it's like being in the place where yeah, it's bollocks. I went to Disney World, right, and I played something where it was like a Star Wars thing. You put these glasses on. And you hold this like stick, yep. and you had two buttons on it, and you, you had a lightsaber. This is the guy exactly selling it in front of the ride. Oh, yeah, the stick, and you put it on. And it's exactly the same shit, and it was shit then, and it's shit now because I just went. I was with my friend Dean, and I said, "Dean, this is crap. Let's play San Francisco Rush." In your case, so that's what we did. America. No, I'm going to keep an open mind because I think it could be kind of cool, but I do think it's kind of dangerous. It's going to be shit, Stu. It's going to be really dumb. Nah, I don't know. Save us some trouble. It's going to be crap. Well, I, I mean, mean, look. Okay, hang on a second. Wait, wait, let's, let's, let's step back because we both think Connect is stupid. Stuart thinks it has its moments. So yep. let me ask you this, Stu. Do you think this is going to be better than Connect? It's not the same as Connect, though, is it? It's a different beast. Oh, but it's a similar approach. Like, we need a new way to control games. Well, it's not, no. Well, I guess it is a new way to control games, but you're in your normal type first-person shooter type game, so it's not... It, it, games will be adapted to be used with this, as Just opposed. like they are with Connect. Yeah, but no, you wouldn't have specific games for this. They would just be standard first-person shooters, but adapted to play on this. So it wouldn't be like, whereas a lot of games for Connect are Connect only, they would still be a standard version, and one that works with this headset as well. I guess. I've discovered something while Connect's been out, you know. People don't want to stand up while playing games. No, I'm guessing with this you could sit down and, and possibly use the sticks to control your what camera. What if something's shooting behind you? You've got to like swivel, you got a swivel chair well, on? Well, I guess you could do that. Or you could use a stick, I guess, and control no, you know, the camera inside convenient. the thing. And it's then be very expensive. It's yeah. going to be catered to very few games. It's, it, no, no. And then it would defeat, defeat the object of having something that you can move your head to where you are in the game rather than using a controller. I don't know. I don't think that's a bit weird. I think it's got to be one or the other. Really, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but it's Wait got a lot of backing. I mean, it has a lot of backing. Um, okay, final thing I'm going to talk about before we move on to emails, etc., and twitters and things is uh, Capcom have released uh, a new game or announced announced a new game uh, at Gamescom, which was Remember Me. Have you seen the demo for this? Uh, I don't think so. This looks kind of very cool. It's sort of it's sort of mind jackers and sort of you know you play this operative who's paid to alter people's memories so what sorry what's the name of this game remember me okay <laughs> according to this youtube video capcom and daunt nod entertainment are proud to announce remember me there you go Neo Paris 2084. Yeah, it does. It looks. Neo it looks. Yeah, Neo Paris, of course. Why would they call it Neo Paris? Why wouldn't they call it New Paris? But it, or it, since it's got the Eiffel Tower, just Paris. But yeah, it it does look. It's got a bit of Inception about it. So that's. <laughs> so basically, the demo of the show, uh, you've been tasked with trying to get this guy to kill himself, basically. Why do you want a guy to kill himself? Uh, I don't know. He's the target. He's <laughs> well, the target. Nothing else going on. But basically, the way she achieves this in the game, she goes into his head and then replays some of his memories. And one of the memories is him having an argument with his wife while he's drunk. Okay. 
And as a memories. Yeah. And the first time she tells him to get a life and just sort of storms out at him, right? The second time you you can sort of he pe- really does have the habit of remembering the good moments. Yeah, uh, sorry. The first time, yeah, she she storms out, but before that, he throws a bottle at her. He picks a bottle off the table and throws it, misses, and it hits the mirror behind her, and whatever. She just storms out and tells him to get a life or whatever. Um, second time, you you knock that you can manipulate the objects in the scene, so you can pause it and sort of knock the bottle off the table in front of him, and then he stumbles on it the second time. So as he stumbles, he sort of sees the gun on the end of the table. So this time, instead of picking up the bottle to throw her, he picks up the gun and lunges towards her in his drunken rage. And she sort of tells him that he's a wuss and that he hadn't even turned the safety off and then storms out again. So you think, oh, yeah. So on the third time through, what you do as a character is take the safety off the gun. So you turn the safety off. And on the, obviously on the third time... It's like Groundhog Day. Yeah, but he's basically you're manipulating his memories of what he remembers happening on that. And wow, that. that trailer I just watched is nothing like that. Yeah. Uh, so basically, um, <laughs> on the third time through, once you've done the that, that she sort of he shoots her in his memory. So he, so when you sort of come out of his head, he sits there thinking he killed his wife because obviously he remembers it, and then he sees on his sort of screen that somebody's coming up to and he's like they're not going to get me alive and he kills himself as a result so i don't know it was interesting i think it's going to be an interesting game so we'll have like heavy rain meets groundhogs yeah it it has a bit of a mirror's edge feel about it as well somehow with mirror's edge mixed yeah and the visuals look like fifth element and yeah and inception and yeah i don't know it's it's got quite a lot of stuff going on and it's coming out next year uh, and it's going to be on the current gens as well. May 2013, apparently, this is coming out. Okay. Well, yeah. well so, it's something we'll different. We'll have to but... wait and see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it definitely could be one to watch. It could be one to watch yeah. this. I think it's interesting that they're willing to launch a new IP this sort of late in this console cycle, really. Yeah, well, Capcom need the money. Yeah. That's all I read when I I remember like reading the stories of this game. It's like a new IP. Capcom are saying that we are not scared to release a new IP. Blah blah blah. So you fell for the hype, Stu? Yeah, I don't know. It seems kind of cool. You're part of the machine. I am part of the machine. Uh, But yeah, let's let's wait and see. Uh, Final thing, actually, I've got one more thing to talk about. This is only very quick though. And yeah, there's a. Another survival horror first-person game uh, coming out. This one's this one's got a bit more about it. Or this isn't um, this is this is Slender Man. It's like Slender, but it's it's actually a proper game, and it's it. This looks really cool. It's called Routine, and it's basically set on an abandoned space station. And you've just uh, a fresh original setting for a horror yeah, game. It is on a well, it's on a lunar space station. Uh, but what are the aliens called Bacromos? Don't know. <laughs> we don't know. But there's very little. There's very little combat in it. It's all about survival again, and it's again permadeath. Running away. Permadeath. If you get killed, that's end of game. Permadeath. Permadeath. So up. you've just got to survive. Uh, there's no hood, no health that's bars, right. no hit points, no extra lives. And if you see danger, you've got to run and hide. Uh, and you have this weird unit thing where you, you can sort of... There'll be puzzles and so There'll be stuff to do. There'll be puzzles. We're back to the erection jokes. Yeah, puzzles and stuff. Uh, but basically, you have this light unit which you stick floppy disks in, uh, which is called the Cosmonaut Assistant Tool. Uh, it runs on batteries. 
Are you Russian? So, I don't know. It looks cool. I mean, the trailer looks really nicely done. Great graphics. Looks very polished. Uh, And I'm guessing it's going to be scary as hell. You know what? (laughs) These games have good graphics. Because there's nothing else going on. in There will be. I think there will be stuff going on in there. Are you thinking of Dear Esther? Yeah. It's going to be on Steam and PC and Mac. Oh, yeah, this was exactly. not play it. Yeah, now you're not interested. If I don't have uh, a powerful gun, I ain't playing no horror games. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I tried Amnesia. <laughs> it's not for me. <laughs> uh, but early 2013, this is releasing, so I'll look forward to this. I think this is going to be my kind of game. Yeah. Of course. Looks pretty. Probably bollocks. It's not. No, I mean, I mean you're being harsh. I mean, you're being harsh. Yeah, I am being harsh. You're being very harsh. And I like it. It's going to be. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Okay, so I guess that's it for the newsy type stuff this week. There was kind of quite a bit of news. Kind of a bit of news. Yeah. Actually, just as an aside, before we move on, talking of Dead Space, apparently there's going to be weapon crafting in Dead Space 3, 4. Just oh, now. thank God. I mean, thing I love is crafting weapons. That's just what that game needed, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You, you, the more stuff I hear about Dead Space 3, the more put off I am. <laughs> when I finished playing Dead Space 2, remember me saying to you, you know what this game needs? Co-op and crafting. Absolutely. So, Multiplayer, crafting, co-op. But it had multiplayer in two, yeah. right? you know, yeah. you know, that, that wish was fulfilled oh, yeah, I in forgot, two. I forget that was in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course it needs all of that stuff, doesn't it? Of course. Not. Yeah. Not. Uh, you said not. Uh, this jacket is black, not. Exactly. Uh, so, um, yes. I'm shocked, Stu, that you've missed news. Wow, what news have I missed? What have I missed? Last Guardian uh, news. Which, which bit? Well, the fact that it's still being made is... Oh, is, wow. So they tell us. I so, what? Deadly I Premonition gets... Oh, first story! Come lead with this! Last Guardian, who cares? Yeah, but they've barely given anything away. They're just going, yeah, we're still making it. Honestly, we are. And it's still... Well, they out. are. That's so, important so, to know. Uh, no. I think that's just as worthy as um, Dead Space as crafting... Yeah, yeah Last Guardian. Now apparently. let people know Last Guardian is definitely still on. Uh, they're uh, rejoicing. Everybody dance now. What would they come out and say? Oh, it's 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 still coming. Why would they do? Why would they lie? I'm not saying that it's not still coming, but yeah, it's like they're obviously struggling. No, maybe they just think, well, the game's out when ready, like Valve. <sighs> why a Valve? Well, when people say Half-Life 3, Half-Life 3, no one says Valve is struggling. Look, I'm sorry, right? When someone goes, right? When someone goes, we've got to get extra studios in to give you a lift, and the main person making it walks out and then comes on as an advisor or whatever, a self-employed. leave jobs all the time. You don't know the full story. Yeah, exactly. There's something going on, man. There's something not And isn't that there. what kind of happened with OnLive with half of their employees? They got fired and then brought back on. Who knows how this stuff works? Can't assume that means the game is going to suck or that it's on derailed. We'll I'm surprised you didn't mention it at all. We'll see. That's it. We'll see. Let's just we'll leave it there. We'll see. Broken, man. That's the trouble. It's broken. Just, I, I okay. thought we were going to leave it with we'll see. Okay, we'll see. Okay, leaving it. Dude. Moving on. Emails. Oh, man. That ruled. Oh. Anyway, um, first of all, 
uh, huge apologies because I did have an email last week and forgot to read it out. So jeez, oh, what is I know. wrong with you? I know. I'm usually pretty good. I very rarely miss oh, anybody. So huge apologies to begin with, uh, but this was from Sean Anderson. And he said, confounding dialects and mist and stuffs. So that was the yes, title. The video game mist? Exactly, yeah. Sweet. So anyway, here we go. Hey, vets. Hey. Uh, so after hearing Stu rave about it, I googled the arrestor. <laughs> finding, <laughs> finding nothing, I kept spelling it in different ways with extra O's and A's. Really? And <laughs> but still no luck. Uh, finally, I looked on Steam, and lo and behold, a game called Dear Esther, which is how I pronounce it, as far as I'm aware, maybe not. Uh, so I guess Dear I... Esther. Dear Esther. Uh, Dear Esther. Dear Esther. Uh, so I guess I don't understand Stu's accent as much as I thought I did, although I really want to play that game now. Oh, yeah. I've convinced uh, uh, him. No, you don't. Shut up, no, you. you. wants to play Dear yeah, yeah, I, I wanted to play Dirt. Now, to be fair, Dirt. I did. I did email him back and go, "Look, like like I told Duke, it's not really a game. So no, don't not. go into it's it not, expecting not a game. game at all. Don't say not really a game. It's not at all a game. Like I told Duke many times, who just didn't listen to what I was no, saying. No, I'm I'm telling you, this is the distinction I didn't understand. Because if you say it's not really a game, that's different from it not being a game, which is I, not. I made it very clear the only interaction you can do is walking. I, did well, I wasn't listening very carefully. Several, that's several my bad. <laughs> you should be playing score. Then, you can also give me more help to my bite-sized factoid brain. Anyway. Just say it's not a game. Speaking of point-and-click adventure exploration games, where's your love of the Miss series? Now, incidentally... You've got to be kidding me. I know. Stop listening now. I know. So I did send in a link dude, to your... Hang on a second. This dude who's not, who hadn't listened before, go back to find episode nine. I, I interviewed it. Robin I Miller. I've done it already. I sent him the link. I said, look, That's go and listen right. to this. So I sent him the link and said, we love Mist. I love Mist. I love Mist. You love Mist. Chini hasn't played it or played a bit of it. Eh. Exactly. So we love Mist. Uh, I know you guys don't spend much time talking about older games, but that franchise is still my favorite ever. And you I... know what? Actually, I have news about that. There's a team called... I don't remember what they're called, but they're remaking Riven in the same way that like Real Mist was made. It's going to be like a 3D environment. It's going to be really cool. I'm going to try to find out more about it. That's what I well, said about the Real Mist, and it wasn't. Yeah, you said that wasn't very good. <laughs> well, okay. If you liked Riven back in the day, you will like this remake that they're doing. Anyway, I was heartbroken when Saiyan downsized to almost non-existence, and it's a cruel joke that the company responsible for one of the best-selling games ever has had to resort to making simply arcade iPod games, although I would like to get my hands on the iOS real mist. Maybe you talked about it in an episode prior to when I started listening. Oh, yeah, already. Yeah, we did sort of do that. Uh, but what do you guys think of the Mist series? Well, again, we like it. Well, we like, we love Mist. The first game was amazing in its time. Uh, Riven is magnificent and glorious. It was the perfect sequel. In fact, the ending of Riven was ten times better than the ending of Mist, but whatever. Um, yeah, it's called Starry Expanse, by the way, the people who are making it. Um, they got the blessing of Cyan Worlds, so that's going to be really cool. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, the third game is good. Exile is good. It's not as fluid or fun as Riven and Mist, but it's good. After that, they just plummet. They just go... You see, I, I found... When I played Mist, I got most of the puzzles and understood them and sort of worked them out okay. When I played Riven, I found it 
almost too abstract. You, you need to pick a different what? word. You I need to pick a different word. That's not what you meant. It, it did is. not hand you the puzzles in the same upfront way that Mist does. How's that? Yeah. No, it okay. was just it was too abstract. It was abstract. You could not love Dear Esther and then go, Riven was too abstract. Why? <laughs> because Dear Esther is the definition of abstract. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's not. It's just experience it and interpret it in the way you want. <laughs> right, but that's not abstract. Well, it is, but no, this the thing puzzles. I put my food okay, in is okay, 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 okay. It's a big box. Let me let it's me not more, our refrigerator. Okay. Let me be more clear, I guess. Thank the, you. the puzzles were too abstract. Fine. The, the puzzles were almost inconceivable. <laughs> I couldn't work out what the hell I was supposed to be well, doing. I was just difficult. Oh, not inconceivable. Sorry, what, in, what the puzzles are to sorry, begin with. Wrong I, word. Incomprehensible is probably uh, a better word for it. Tricky. I would say it's trickier than Mist, and it's certainly not as clear cut. It's not as no, obvious. No, definitely was. But that's okay. It takes a little bit of, you know. There are games that I've played that I didn't understand what I was supposed to do, but, you know, Braid. I felt that way about Braid. It wasn't clear what I was supposed to do. So I understand that complaint about some games. Hmm. So, whatever. Anyway, uh, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts, especially on the later games in the series. Personally, Riven is my favorite. It still gives me shivers. Gives me shivers thinking about it, especially after reading the three novels, which really helped flesh out the backstory. I've never actually read the novels, which is crazy. I love that game series so very much. Call yourself a fan. I know, right? Rubbish. Yeah, but um, I interviewed him. How many fans can say that? What? Oh, uh, in your face. Uh, did you know Uru, the Mist MMOG, is free to play now? No, mm. I never tried that. Whatever that is. Uh, you know what? Sorry, that, Mist would never work as an MMO, in my opinion. Well, apparently it's about it the puzzles. Puzzles are going to have an MMO. I downloaded it, but I haven't really spent much time playing it yet. It looks pretty cool, although Mist and the third-person perspective really don't seem to go together. Yeah, and let's see. I think I need to figure out which book I need to read next. Hey, fag, what are you doing? You're gay. <laughs> what? Does not compute. Uh, I'd love to see Cyan make more Mist games or games like it, and apparently they're developing a new IP, so fingers crossed. Yeah. But, he, but that's not Robbie Miller, though, is it? Because he was like, I'm not doing nothing. He's no Cyan, I think. Yeah, he, he doesn't do anything game-related at all. He doesn't even know what games are. I know, he's like, <laughs> games, I play with my kids. Um, yeah. My grandchildren come round to the house on a Sunday afternoon, don't you know? What was his job now, like, Duke? What, do, what does he do now? I don't remember. It was something to do with writing, wasn't it? Wasn't was it yeah. Don't know. Yeah, can't. Uh, anyway, he says, P.S. <laughs> P.S. Duke, can we have more Python clips, please? The Australia one is great, but there's so much. Australia! 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 We love you! But there's so much rich material out there. My personal faves uh, and several butchers' aprons. Uh, they mean to win Wimbledon and good night. A ding a ding. I know those. Now, I've seen every Monty Python episode there is, so. I just have a bad, um, what do you call it? Memory. <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny, Duke. So yeah, You're I don't a know. Guy. But my fa- you know what my fa- one of my favorite Monty Python moments was <laughs> was that episode where they did the uh, 
there's a movie executive, and he was like, he's obviously a brash American type, and he was like, now what we need for this movie is more excitement, more car chases, more things blowing up. What do you think? And the guy's like, uh, yeah, I agree. You're a yes man. Get out. What do you think? That sounds like a really bad idea. You don't like my idea. You're fired. Get out. What do you think? And the guy's like, yes, no, I'm not being indecisive. You're being indecisive. Get out. And then the next guy, he goes, and this is the payoff. Don't, well, don't worry. I'm going somewhere with this. He goes, what do you think? And the guy goes, uh, uh, splunge. <laughs> the guy goes, did he say splunge? Yes. <laughs> what does that mean? It means I like it, but it may not be the best idea, but I'm not being indecisive. Oh, I agree. All right. What about you? Uh, yes, yeah, splunge for me too. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Get out. It was just really weird and random and loud. So, hey, guess who liked it? Hey, you go. Guess who has two thumbs and liked that sketch? I'm pointing at myself with my thumb. We know. Uh, <laughs> That's we know. what was going on there. Okay, thank you for explaining that, Jude. You're welcome. <laughs> um, well, yes, thank you. Really you the picture there, dude. That I know, he just, does, he does. Yeah. He's so descriptive. He's so descriptive. But yes, thank you, Sean, and apologies again for forgetting to read it out last week. But I have done it now. He thought that I'd got sort of upset with him taking the mickey out of my accent. But don't worry, I'm used to that, so it doesn't bother me in whatsoever. So Yeah, we're used to that here in Australia. Yeah, I bet you can't guess who the next email's off, can you? But you've not <laughs> No, how did you guess? I don't know how you got that. So quick as well. It was impressive. Awesome. Uh, yes, it is, in fact, from... I don't know why we say his name like that now, but he is kind of funny. Makes me feel weird. Well, you are weird anyway, so that's fine. Fine. Anyway, here we go. Uh, It's called Heavy Rain, Chinny the Diva, George Michael, A Public Restroom, and Peter Pan, Neverland Forever. That sounds like a great start to this email. It does. does. That sounds like a stag do. Uh, Here we go. Chini truly is the Britney Spears of the new generation. <laughs> That's it. That's all he says. That's his first statement. Uh, what do you guys think about the Xbox indie Minecraft ripoff Castle Miner Z selling over 900,000 copies? Really? Yeah, apparently yeah. so. That's kind of cool. Is it any good? Uh, I don't think Must that's be. one I played. I played the Total Miner Forge or something like that I played. Yeah. But... Yeah, they're, they're all, they all just were much of a much. They all blended into one another. They all there was a castle mine. Yeah, castle miner Z was the one with the zombies as well, wasn't it? That had zombies in it. That's what the Z stood for. It must be good if it's all that man. Yeah, well, I don't know. It does <laughs> all right. It was all right. It was just like Minecraft with zombies, basically. Sounds good to me. Yeah, can't beat Minecraft. Can't beat the zombies. Mix them together. What do you got? Minecraft with zombies. Exactly. Nine Z. Um. So yeah. I don't know. I think good luck to the person who made it. They made loads of money. Good on them. Uh, what do you think of certain developers on Darksiders not getting mentioned in the credits? Uh, really? Yeah, I hadn't heard about this. Well, that sucks. Um, they should be credited. Yeah, I think they should be. I mean, if, if even if they unless they didn't want to be credited, maybe you don't know. No, nah, I think if they've left the company before the game's published, then they should still be credited if they've had involvement in making it, regardless of however they left. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's wrong, but it seems to go on an awful lot, doesn't it? Especially in the, the game industry. They almost seem to have a, their own sort of employment laws and stuff in the gaming industry, and they can do whatever they like to people and make them work as long as they want and, you know, treat them like shit, basically, on the whole, from what you can get. America. 
Yeah, it's it's not great, is it? It's not great, but I don't know. It, it feels like they need some sort of regulations going on, or you know, regulations. What the hell kind of commie shit is this? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it almost don't you know the free market always knows best? Yeah, but we. I, I mean, it's interesting. You do complain about you know what goes on in third world countries and all this and the other. And don't get me wrong, I realize these guys aren't on the breadline or anything or earning a couple of cents an hour or whatever to do what they're doing, but they're still mistreated in my oh of course they're mistreated i mean i, I maybe i haven't made it clear enough but yeah uh, i totally have a, yeah i totally have a big beef with the way workers get treated in the first world too yeah but i mean this i mean the gaming industry in general because it's it, it's a bit like I, I mean i started off my first, you know my career when i first started was a chef and yeah. it was readily accepted that you would work 70 or 80 hours a week as a normal week and get paid for 40 that was just the way it was Ridiculous. Like the unpaid internships a lot of kids have to put up with now. Yeah, but that that was just the industry. I mean, it has changed a little bit since then, I guess. I don't think it's exactly the same. But it feels like game development companies are in that place at the moment where they think they can yeah. get away with whatever they have. Well, they don't just think. They obviously can get away yeah. with it. Who's going to prosecute yeah. them? And, and here's the other thing, and I hate to be like this, but it's true. When are gamers going to stand up and go, we demand that you treat your workers right? Well, because we're not they'll all. listen to us. Nope. Yeah, but, but we're, we're not, not going to do, do it, though, are we? Because we're going to go, I want that game next week, not in two months' time. <sighs> See, and that's what depresses me about the... It's not. I mean, it's not just the industry. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to let the industry off the hook. But if, if, the, if the press took more of an interest in this, I think it could have more of an effect. But the press is only interested in how great are the graphics, when does it come out... What are the Metacritic scores? You know, all that stuff. Yeah, and I mean, even that stuff. I mean, we've talked about this before, but even all that, they almost have the workers over barrels. And and I guess as well, to a certain extent, the publisher has the developer over a barrel as well, and that sort of pushes the developer's management to push their workers even more because they're going, you know, they, they, they want it all ways, though. They want it to come out yesterday, but they also want it to get great scores on Metacritic, and you can't have everything, can you? No. Yeah. You know, because if, if, if you want it to come out quicker than it should do or needs to, then some of it's got to give, hasn't it? You know, either the quality's going to go down because they're rushing it, or things are going to get missed, and then they're going to yeah. not get that great Metacritic score. Yeah, um, stuff takes time. Quality takes time. That's yeah. all there is to it. Yeah. I don't know. They just, And I guess as well, I mean, there's that many games coming out all at the same time that, you know... It's hard. It's hard to keep yeah, it's up hard. It's hard. It's hard for us as gamers to keep up, but it's also hard for the first developers. World problems, man. First yeah, first of all, to get them out of the, the gates before everyone else gets theirs out, and then there's all the times when they have to move the release date, and there's a lot of stuff that affects games scores and development cycles. And yes, there is. You know, and it, it's sad. I think it's sad that it, it works that way. But we're we are the problem. You know, us as gamers are the are the issue here because it's us that are sort of demanding these games come out and demanding that we want Assassin's Creed three and Call of Duty Black Ops two and whatever it may be. You know, where the ones going, I want it and I want it now and I don't want to wait and I want it yesterday. And when it does get delayed, we all moan that it's been delayed, don't we? Oh, I can't believe we've got to wait till next year now. See, I don't moan that much about it. To be fair, yeah, I do. Other people do, but not me, man. I'm good. Oh, God. Yeah, but you, you you only go to the communist game store and buy second-hand games anyway, most of the time. Yeah, well, there you go. That's why more people need to be like me. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the answer to all our problems. Everyone should be Duke. Be yeah. like The world would be a fine place to live in. 
everyone would shout <laughs> and argue with each other. Right. <laughs> and and hate any game that wasn't really a game. <laughs> well, well, I'm with him there, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> say that like it's some weird uh, thing. It is. It's strange. weird. It's weird. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, uh-huh, what you... uh-huh. okay, moving on. Anything else from Jason Garner? Oh, there's loads. There's plenty more. Here we go. Go ahead. Keep uh, I've only got three lines in. There's about 20 lines to this email. Go ahead, read. Uh, what is your opinion on the daddy being solely responsible for on live going bankrupt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's not the only person who said that, funnily enough. But there you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. What else can I say? I apologize. I think for... you should go down to that office, mate. I know. Yeah, really. Those poor people with no jobs now is my fault. It is. <laughs> all those games that I only paid a pound for, all three of them. Yeah. You know, that that lost them potentially forty pounds. That would have made all the difference. <laughs> it would have. You would have raised <laughs> up the numbers. Have, I mean they might have need like forty more pounds to clear their bills for that. Maybe month. that was it. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Why would the daddy diss George Michael? Come on, Stu. Father figure, I want your sex, faith. I don't know whether that's an offer or, or you know, you know, maybe it's uh, a bit kinky. It sounds a bit kinky. He wants a father figure. Sex you know, face. not an offer. I'm glad. No. I'm glad I was worrying for a second there. I think you're slightly disappointed, but carry on. Ah. Anyway, uh, listen without prejudice. Not only a great album, but seriously, Stu, listen without prejudice, you old fart. Freedom got to have some faith in the sound. Uh, just to be sure to stay away from public bathrooms because he seriously wants your sex, unless you're into that. Can, can you guys tell you not to fart, belch, or cough on the show? I mean, enough already with the poo and farts. Have you ever wanted to hear Duke cry? Episode 69, Didactic Syncast. <laughs> he has a heart after all. It was kind of touching. I, yes, I did listen to this. You did nearly cry. Oh, was that when I was talking about Olivia Labrescu? Yep. Yep. Yeah. You did. Yeah, man, it gets me. You did. Um, and also, when you were talking about the Duchess, you, I think you was filling up a bit as well at one point. Maybe. Yeah. I'm just a big, squishy teddy bear. Yeah, underneath the all big, that. The big secret is, <laughs> yeah. uh, Duke's not really a very angry person in real life. <laughs> underneath all that shouting, <laughs> he's really... Thing, just, and I, you awesome. know what? we got two more weeks until school starts again. My, one of my favorite things in the world is the first week of school, because I come off like, this is going to be an awesome school year, yeah! And everybody always writes in the end of the year evaluations, they're like, I thought you were an insane person. I assumed you were actually crazy. And then they get to know me, and they're like, this guy's just, just weird. He's not insane, he's just weird. That's he's all heart, man. He's all heart. That's right, man. Oh my god! I'm filling yeah. up myself now. Oh. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Anyway, uh, are you guys picking up Counter Strike on the Xbox Arcade this week, yeah. or is still Duke hating good games? I, I, he, oh, I can't believe he said so. Hey, he, he heard the first part of the game by now, so yeah, he knows that that's okay. I know he can't answer. His foot is still stuck in his Call of Duty covered mouth. <laughs> Duty. Uh, this is quite an interesting one, actually. We should do this once. But I think we, we need to do this once they're all out. But will you ever spoil The Walking Dead episode 2? No, I'm, I don't think not until they're all done. Do you think? Or do you think we... Uh, wait until they're all done. Yeah, I Maybe think we'll... we'll which could be the middle of next year at this rate. But when they're all done, we will we will do a special spoiler show of The Walking Dead. Cause I've and I probably won't it. listen to that because I might play them at some point. So. Look, you should play them now. Don't wait till <laughs> some point. Play them now. You will like them, Duke. I promise you. Uh, Look, both Chini and I have told you the good. Come yeah. on. 
Yeah, but you both told me that Heavy Rain was going to yeah, be Yeah, well, well, once we, we, we reflected on that, we realized it wasn't as good as well. Well, maybe you this need is to different. reflect on this. How do it's I know? It's different this time. It's I'm telling you, it's time. different. You know I'll what? say we wait till all the episodes are out <laughs> and then recommend it. And then I'll we'll recommend it, and I think Duke will then have to say, you know all right, That's going to be it. like school time, so I might not have time. I should be playing it now when I have time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I'm not going to, so never mind. Um, now we're we're turning into Dr. Hillary Jones' advice line. Uh, what should a person do if it hurts when they go poo? Uh, what? <laughs> that's that's what the next line is. When does anybody ever ask us this sort of thing? <laughs> <laughs> see a I, doctor. Go and see a doctor. Don't ask yeah. us because we'll just make up lots of stupid things that oh, you wait, should do. Oh, wait, but you know what? That's a mindset that's predicated on the UK mindset. Oh, go see a doctor. Easy for you to say. Everybody yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, no, what you should do, right, for instance, if it hurts because you, you're finding it difficult to pass a poo, okay, get a little pointy stick, right, and then you can, like, poke out the poo that's stuck. Attention, listeners. <laughs> I have, I'm not, this man does not speak for the veteran gamers. I am with Duke. <laughs> that, that should sort out your issue. You've got a bit of constipation. The pointy stick always does the job. There you go. Just saying. Uh. <laughs> Uh, why? Why do you say my name like that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things. Let me tell you something, man. We don't know why we do half the things we do. Okay. No, why don't. on earth does Bongo get this? <laughs> we don't okay, why does Surface Loser? Hello, darlings. Surface Lizard get that? It's I don't think you're. A we have no idea. We just. These are the things that happen. Well, you've got just, to, you just go with it, man. Yeah, well, you've got to remember, none of this stuff is scripted. This is just it. No, stuff, it's all scripted. All it's it's not a script. We've got a script of all of it. Yeah, stuff remember, it's happened. not a script. We don't have a script. There is no script Everything on off this show. Pause. <coughs> Wait, Cough. Laugh. Anyway, uh, indie games. I'm not going to recommend <laughs> I'm not going to recommend anything this week, but I will warn you, do not play 2D House of Terror. It's a stinker. Uh, Summer of Arcade was shit, so I made my own. Spelunky, the sexy Rayman Oranges. Uh, next up, I'm getting El Shaddai and the Orange Box, all of which are downloadable on Xbox Live for less than $20 each. Now, that is one hell of a Summer of Arcade. Such great games, every one of them. Uh, I know I'm going long here, but this is important for listeners to know. I paid for and downloaded a game on my iPhone. I did not sign out of iTunes. A few minutes later, my child picked up my iPhone to play Talking Ginger, which is a free-to-play cat game that repeats what you say into the mic. As she was pushing icons, I noticed there were add-ons that were up at $10. This game is set up to scam people out of money. Always make sure you are signed out of iTunes before your kid picks up your phone to play the free-to-play game. I don't aimlessly download toddler apps anymore, and I think Apple should do something about it. It's like the indie games on Xbox that try and trick you into hitting the purchase button, only a lot worse. Hey, Duke, David Cage calls an industry to grow up. There you go, apparently. Yeah. And then he's, he's, he's sort of... Put an article, he says, uh, Heavy Rain Beyond Two Souls boss, frustrated with developers' reluctance to broach more mature material, believes industry is beset by Peter Pan syndrome. So he says, speaking to Gama Sutra at Gamescom this week in Cologne, Germany, Quantic Dream boss David Cage said he is fed up with the industry's unwillingness to embrace more mature subject material. 
I think we should just me, I'll try and do this in a really crap French accent. I think we should have more courage in this industry to take more risks uh, because I think it is what the industry needs now, David Cage said. I mean, how many first-person shooters can we make? How many monsters, alien zombies can we kill in games? There is a moment we need to grow up. We need to grow up. Uh, Cage claimed the industry. I thought you were going to do it in a French accent. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was really <laughs> rubbish, wasn't it? Uh, Cage claimed the industry is currently played by the Peter Pan syndrome, reluctance to mature, as embodied by the boy who wouldn't grow up. He said his mentality should not be allowed to persist. Uh, Wreck it, Ralph, latest, guys. There you go. Well, let me ask you this. Why is it that first-person shooters are necessarily connected to the notion of immaturity? I mean, don't get me wrong. I agree that we could use more different kinds of games, but I don't know why that's necessarily connected to a notion of us not growing up. I mean, if Heavy Rain is the vision of being an adult, I don't blame people for wanting to be Peter Pan. I don't want to be an adult if every game is going to look like Heavy Rain. Well, see, because in the mature adult world of games, you pretend to be an architect. And you draw virtual lines. You take a virtual shower. Yeah, I, I, I sort of agree. It's, it's a difference between <laughs> boring and fun. Boring and I mean, fun. I'm sorry. Again, shooting people is a lot of fun. I'm doing it yep. right now. Okay? That's the way it is. And and you can be com- – and again, I'll give him credit for trying to expand the kinds of games we have. You know, like I say, Mist and Riven are two of my favorite games of all time. So I don't have a problem with that. But I do have a problem with people saying, like, oh, the kind of games that are popular are immature games. And don't get me wrong, some of them are, but not an entire type of game like first-person shooters. It's not fair. Well, let me, let me ask you this. I mean, I asked you both to watch a video earlier or a clip from a video earlier for Splinter Cell Blacklist. Yeah, mm-hmm. I watched that. Yep. And basically, they've released a, a sort of more detailed walkthrough uh, of the demo that they showed at E3, but with more extra scenes in, I guess, that weren't in the in the one they showed. One of those scenes involves you as Sam Fisher sticking a knife in the neck of a captive and sort of basically moving the analog stick to twist the knife to get information that you need. Yep. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's too much, honestly. Um, so what makes it too much? It's it's gratuitous with no real. Is that the only way you can get information? I don't know. Well, I agree, but let me ask you this: Was is it more gratuitous than? I mean, isn't there something at the beginning of the last kind of uh, Splinter Cell game where you're like smashing someone into a toilet? Yep. Yep. And how is this different? Yeah, I guess it isn't. And I kind of enjoy. Which isn't that to guy. say that that's not over the line too. And it it's more of this notion of like. You know, Alberto Gonzalez, the former U.S. Attorney General, said the Geneva Conventions are quaint because we're dealing with ticking time bombs. And this is the influence of the TV show 24 because everyone believes that Jack Bauer is the standard guy. And it's just like there's a ticking time bomb. Someone's going to set off a dirty bomb and kill 10 million people. And if it means torturing this guy I got in front of me in order to stop that bomb, then it's okay. But, of course, we know that that's not actually what happens and that people get tortured, give wrong advice, which never happens in a video game. I would love to have that happen in a video game. Where are they? I'm never going to tell you. Where are they? And twisting the knife, and the guy goes, oh, okay, they're in the village to the north. They're actually in the village to the south. Instead, he wastes two hours going to the north. Meanwhile, the people in the south kill 200 people. That would be an interesting video game. Hey, look, you got wrong information from torturing someone. What do you know? <laughs> Maybe it's a good idea. They, oh, that's they a good idea, that. dude. It is a good idea. 
You should roll that down and keep it for yourself. Damn right. Maybe you could. I got then, too busy writing my book. Then you could then incorporate Elaine Noir facial exactly. recognition features into yeah. it. And I you've think got this terrorist to, is lying to me. You've got to decide whether he's lying or not. Or tell his lawyer because he just pulls a massive face and looks around <laughs> so obviously when he's lying. Maybe. Maybe they should have had the knifing in L.A. Noir, and then when he doubted someone, instead of just shouting, he could have pulled his knife out and stuck it in the you neck. You know what? For how schizophrenic Carl Phelps was, that's <laughs> probably not it. out of his reach. <laughs> it could have happened. It could have happened. Yeah. Now, I mean, to talk about this, I mean, I don't think it's too far away from what Spencer Conviction had done. And, you know, we can't, we can't really say much because in every game... We kill thousands of people. Yeah. So, sticking a knife in one guy, is it that much different to shooting another guy in the head? I, I think it depends how... Per, it makes it... It's a bit more personal, isn't it? It's less sort of distanced. Does that make sense? Because like, when you're just shooting AI characters, it's one thing. When you've got a dude on the floor who's screaming because you've got a knife stuck in his neck... The, the the thing that I, the only real thing I worry about, and I think this sort of plays into that, Stu. The thing the thing that bothers me about games is that each when I recognize this is true about myself too. Each time you kill a virtual dude, there's a little bit of your natural empathy that goes away a little tiny bit. Now it doesn't go away. I mean, if you were to kill a real person, your natural empathy is going to go down significantly you know what i mean if it goes down a unit of one for each virtual person you kill or you know one one hundredth of a degree it would go down a hundred points if you killed a real person you know what i mean so once you're in war and you've killed 20 people you're gonna have a sense of i mean i assume i have no idea this is what i've heard from combat veterans that you 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 have to become numb to it and that's sort of what happens and i think there's a there's there's a tendency to to for that to happen more if you're sort of right up front with it like you're saying Stu, you're actually doing it with your bare hands than if you're using a gun to shoot a virtual character who's 100 yards away or whatever it is um, and I, I don't think that's a huge problem. I don't think we're breeding murderers because they're losing empathy left and right. But I do think that the closer we are to it, the more and the more it becomes something that's kind of fun because it's like, yeah, I can do it and it's exciting. Um, there's a danger that, that that can lead people to sort of lose their empathy in the real world because we've talked about how games sometimes cross over. You know, you play Burnout Paradise or Driver San Francisco and then you get in an actual car, depending on how long you've been playing the game, you can still be in that mindset of like, yeah, drive crazy, right? That's true um, because I've been playing Driver and I've been trying to shift out of my car. <laughs> get into other going, people's heads. Yeah, and then and crash I just, I, out cars as fast as you can. I don't get very far. It has to be <laughs> It's harder to shift into people's minds. The game yeah. makes it look so easy, but um yeah, no anyway. I mean so I don't again, it's not a horrible concern. I don't think it's something that I'm, you know, watching young people for. But I, I do think the point I would make is that everybody needs counteracting things in their life. You know what I mean? Like just as you need you can't spend all your days watching the news and being depressed about stuff. You have to occasionally look at cute puppy dogs and flowers and stuff too. And the same is true about, you know, virtual violence. Like, you have to go once in a while and go look at the consequences of real violence to remind yourself, oh, wait, this is what war really is. This is what violence really does to people. Sure. I I remember playing Call of Duty World at War, right? And I had a break in between playing it. Uh, And I went and watched Saving Private Ryan. I was in a bit of a war mood. Mm, Interesting. And I came back to play the game, and I was like, oh, I feel... You know, if killing the people in the game 
Yeah. Felt different. Felt right. different yeah, yeah. to when I was killing them before. It's interesting. And I was like, I don't want to kill these people, really. Because um, there's one scene in that film that just kind of gets me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I really don't want to I don't want to play this. So I stopped playing it. Yeah. Um, and came back to it the next day. So it does, it, yeah. You kind of forget. I mean, you, you play the game and you don't think you're killing people because you're not. You, right, right. you know it's a game, so... But when you realise, well, this is a this was a real war, people really died. Yeah. Um, yeah, it kind of hits you. So yeah, I stopped playing again. And, and the other thing, this is the last thing I'll say about it, is that, um, in these games, most of the time you are a an American or some someone from you know Western Europe who is going up against someone of Middle Eastern descent or you know West uh, West Asian, uh, South Asian, whatever. Uh, and they're terrorists, and they're usually Muslim, and there's this whole sort of reinforcing idea of, and this is true about Far Cry 2, and I've said it, I said it last week, I think, you know, the notion that everybody of this certain background that you see in a game is going to be completely illogical, uh, hell-bent on destroying and killing everything you care about, uh, no way to reason with them or deal with them as, you know, rational human beings, and the only thing you can do, the, the only people, the only thing these people understand, Stu, is torture, so of course you have to do that. Yeah. And it's just, you know, and again, it's not as though people who play these games are immediately going to think that, but it's one more element in the equation in our heads as to how the rest of the world operates. And again, all I will say is, you, you know, we should have counteracting balances that we then go out and maybe read a book written by somebody from Pakistan or something, or watch a documentary film about, you know, these places so that we don't get our whole view about the rest of the world through these games. Yeah, and I think that's the other issue, potentially, is that you're right. I mean, it just becomes a stereotype that everyone believes to be the case, you know what I mean, as a result of being influenced by seeing it that way. Um, I did put this out there and ask sort of people what they thought. Is it a step too far? You know, should it not, you know, should this be in the game? You know, is it is it fine to torture people in games? You know, I don't, I don't personally like it that great. Um, Knife Party 2381 said, I don't think so. I think it's great when games are more brutal. I'm really excited for Blacklist. <laughs> so I am as well, so I can't say a lot. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I can't, I'm giving these grandiose speeches about the dangerous effects of violence while I'm playing Fallout 3 and shooting people through the head, or New Vegas, rather. So, yeah, there's a little hypocrisy there. Yeah, and um, David Amalan on the Facebook said, nah. That was up. <laughs> yeah, eh? I agree. Nah. So I don't know. I just I just think it was a bit a bit too much for me. I mean, I, you know, I, I must admit I did enjoy smashing the dude's face into the toilet in in the first game, um, and using and it was quite contextual. You know, you could smash people into tables and lockers and pieces of wood and windows. And... Tables are fine, but using a knife on them. Uh, I don't know. Whoa. It just it just seems Whoa, a bit. That's oh. the limit. Yeah, and then there's that, you can choose whether they live or die. That's your moral decision. Do you kill them or do you leave them with a really bad wound on their neck, which will probably bleed to death anyway? They may live if they're very, very, very lucky. I mean, in in Conviction, you put, like, a knife through somebody's hand in one of those torture scenes, and you stick him on a tree stump, and you just leave him there. So, you know, you don't exactly torture him. You don't put a knife in his neck, but... That's not that's not a pleasant experience for anyone. <laughs> that is true, I guess. But you'll be you'll be below the law, man. You're a lone person doing your stuff, man. You 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 can't be done. Do you reckon yeah. uh, people who play that scene in Conviction and go, 
God, they're so, they're so tame, these video games now, compared to what they <laughs> yeah, are probably. these days. Yeah, probably. probably. Soon it'll be like, oh, in 10 years we'll be doing the video, we'll be doing the podcast, and it'll be like, come on, really, like, drinking someone's brain through his intestines? Isn't that going a little too far? And we'll be like, no, oh, come on. I justify it. He was a terrorist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, right, okay, moving on. Uh, next email is from Jason Shoemaker. Jason Shoemaker. <laughs> uh, the G4TE Victory Achieved Twitter contest. He says, hey, guys, uh, we hey. wanted to invite you and all of your extended family members from the veteran gamers to participate in the G4TE Victory Achieved Twitter contest. The contest is really simple. All you have to do is follow G4TE.com on Twitter... Uh, finish the game, take a picture at the ending sequence with yourself in the picture and tweet it to us at g4te.com. g4te.com. You'll be entered to win 1,600 Microsoft points. Each finished game equals another chance to win. The contest ends on the October the 31st, 2012. For a full list of the rules and details, stop by our site. And if anyone has any questions, feel free to tweet them to g4te.com. Thanks, VGs. The G4TE Twitters. Uh, the official rules, uh, in case you need them, you must be 18 years or older. You must follow G4TE.com on Twitter. The title of the game, in case it's not obvious, must be included with your tweet. You must be included in the picture you send to us. You refers to your face. Attention, no pictures of willies or bums uh, will oh, be accepted. Man. Well, if you have got a massive cock on your face. Unless, unless of course, your name is Willy and or Bum. Uh, your entries will be retweeted throughout the community so people can send you virtual congratulations. Games must have a definitive single-player campaign with an ending. No sports games, arcade, board games, or any game that does not have a definitive ending will be accepted. Uh, ask at g40.com on Twitter if you have any additional questions. Well, thank you very much for that. That's Yay, very kind don't of get you. yourself some prizes, people. Actually, I'm just about to finish Azura's Wrath. I think I'm only about an hour off the <laughs> oh, end, so go. I can photograph myself with the ending credits of that, can't I? Oh, Does Drive yeah. count? I guess it's got a if it's got, got a, a campaign, story. and it's not yeah. a sports game, is it? It's not sports. Well, it's racing. Yeah, but it's not really. It's got a. It's got a campaign, hasn't it? With a story. It's got a story with a detective. Yeah, it's got a story. I think that would count. I think that would count. Uh, final one tonight. This is the final email from SLH. Uh, Susan, we we like H-I-P-P-B-Y-R-T-H-D-A-Y. And she likes us because the email's called Some Love. Aww. It is called Some Love. Oh. She says, hi, guys. Hi. I don't usually email, probably because I do tend to go on with myself, and I'm better when limited to 140 characters or less on Twitter. But after listening to last week's show, I decided to send you some Twitter. love. Twitter. Some love. Hit it. Well, perhaps not so much to Stu because he doesn't need it. Oh. But Chinny and Duke have both come in for some serious bashing lately on the iTunes reviews. Hey, man, I can handle it. I know. I'm sure you don't need me to tell any of you, but do not change a thing. Carry on ranting, slurring, being negative, hilarious, and above all, yourselves, because personality and honesty are what make your podcast stand out. Yay. I don't always agree with what you have to say as you don't always agree with each other. But I respect the thought and passion that goes into your opinions. If we wanted pointless positivity and sponsored yes-men, we'd be listening to something else, and I guarantee we wouldn't be enjoying it half as much. Uh, much love from SLH, still giving you five stars. Oh, thanks for that. Thank, Thank you, SLH. That is good. Cool. 
It's also true. We we are passionate. That is what we are. But honestly, right, uh, I don't really care if people agree or disagree with me, you know, because that... Well, I do. I I don't care if people agree or disagree, but I do want people to like the show. Like, I don't want the show to be something people don't enjoy. So, I mean, granted, that guy sounds like he was a real negative dude who reviewed us last week of the week before. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, whatever. I'm not going to take that, you know, crying at the end of the day. But, you know... I do. (laughs) <laughs> I cry every um, week after we finish recording. Yeah, I cry before each week. Actually, and I, 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 I found and I found something hours? right. I found something out tonight that I didn't know already. And Uh-oh. listeners, you should think yourself lucky if you ask me, because Duke has to listen to himself while he's recording. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but that's because I had to hear the sound effects. So yeah, yeah. But, you know, I like the sound of my own voice, so it's okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jeez. It's no wonder Duke isn't crying. That maybe that's why he's so negative because he is himself. Who knows? <laughs> you should uh, you should go on the comedy circuit, Jim. I know, I know. You yeah. always make that guy laugh. I know, <laughs> always, always. Uh, but no, it's true. Look, look, we are what we are. We say what we think, and if people agree or disagree, it doesn't matter because it's it, uh, hopefully it'll you know give some. People, something to debate about. Shut your mouth. I, li- I like the thought that like someone a... is shouting at the the radio or whatever they're listening to us on and going, "That's bollocks! You're talking shit or whatever." Because I, I kind of like that idea. Yeah, yeah. People to write into the show. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I've I've certainly no issues with that. Uh, but thank you, Susan. That's very kind of you. So let's do some quick Facebook and Twitter stuff. Do you want to be my friend on the Facebook? Oh. Uh, basically, I only I only really want to highlight uh, one Facebook, and it's from. Uh, no, no, sorry, you can't highlight one Facebook. Facebook is a website. That has one, of users. You didn't let me finish. <laughs> I only really want to highlight one Facebook entry. You see, you didn't. Let okay, me thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I spoke too soon. My bad. You did you did? Uh, which is from uh, Mr. Miyagi. 1984. And he says this, just listen to episode 136. Don't listen to the negative review, Duke. You tell it like you see it. If yeah. you don't something, you explain why it's a piece of shit. Look at yeah. the show. Makes my weekend. Cheers, Mr. Miyagi, 1984. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. tell him, Duke. Yeah, yeah. You tell him how it is, man. That's right. Yeah, why don't you Shut up, you everybody really disagrees think? with me. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. So yeah. There you go. so so. Thank you very much for that. It's very oh, kind it's of you awesome. to say. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Yay! Yeah. Uh, and uh, yes. Good night, Shington. There will be no encore. No one rocks like. Twit the back of his guitar. Hit it! Saw a pretty girl just the other day. She winked and she smiled, walked across my way. I couldn't figure out just what to say, so I twittered it. Twit, twit, twittered it, twittered it. Yeah. And you know, assume we'll have listeners, maybe we already have some, who have no idea what that song's about. So there's a story there, trust me. You're going to have to go listen to some of the older shows to find out what the story is, but it's, it's worth searching for. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, it isn't. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, anyway yeah, what do we got? Let's do these. Uh, yeah, yeah. Seafox27, she said, uh, at Veteran Gamers UK, very impressed with Chinese bomb knowledge. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I'm not going to get interrupted by stupid sound effects. And that guy is as well. (laughs) Ask me a bog question. Ask me a bog question, Stu. Who was the villain in Octopussy? Don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Some fucking clown, probably. That was the one with the circus and the egg. Jason! Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who it was. I know there was a circus in there, and there was these eggs... And there's that's the one with Pussy Galore in it. And it was like, oh, we got some eggs. And that was it. That was the whole film. Done. Was that it? Yep. Okay. That was 73, I think it was made. Roger Moore. Whatever. I'm we bored get. now. Let's move on. I'm boring myself. <laughs> I'm not surprised you're boring me. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. It was a joke. It was a joke. Okay. It was a joke. A joke. I get it. Yeah, yeah the, David Tripney, he put uh, Duke in hospital with bladder infection. <laughs> so, yeah. I know. You know. I'm glad he's all right Did for this week's show. future? Yeah, how are you feeling? What does feeling? that mean? What are you talking about? How are you feeling, Duke? Are you, are you I'm feeling fine. Bad? What the hell? Look, he's just... Uh, well, uh, he, he did do a link to the, the story. Yeah, the, there is a story that goes with this. Uh, is there somebody else named Duke? Yep. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? How are you feeling, first of all, though? Are you feeling better? Yes, I'm fine. Um, yeah. Prince Philip in hospital with new infection. After being treated for a bladder infection in June, the Duke of Edinburgh, 91, is back in hospital with a... Oh, it's a different Duke. Uh, oh, oh, well. Wrong Duke. Philip! Still Philip! Still. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there you go. Uh, uh, the one who was like, don't stay here too long, you'll get all slanty-eyed? Oh. Or is that yeah, someone that's else? probably him. That's probably that something him? he'd say. Yeah. Yep. Oh, stay classy. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, Greg DeLacy, he said, great show, even if you don't like hybrid. Surprisingly fun. Hashtag. Yeah, I told you. He likes hybrid. Told you. Hey, more power to him. Uh, you know, now that the matchmaking's working, maybe I'll give it another try. Yeah. But I don't think I'll like it. Uh, Bousey said, at Veteran Gamers, thanks for the singing pep talk. Just rocked out to Aqua's Barbie Girl and feel great now. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What? I have no It's eyes. the week of the incomprehensible Twitters. It is. Chinny, uh, yeah, the Chinny, Mike Chin, Chinny the Diva said, Stu, I told you downloading all those games for a quid would fuck over on live. Hope you're proud of yourself. Hashtag deep right. time. <laughs> Oh, That's yeah. Right. I've been told by two chinnies now that I've been... Do we know who's doing that? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I'd rather not, though. I don't want to know. I don't want to know, because this thing is funny. Uh, Mike Vasey said, at Chini the Diva and at Veteran Games UK, Ha! I feel like I'm talking to an imaginary friend, but that's the first thing I thought of, too. Lol. So he agrees that it was my fault. Uh yeah, Alan Bennett, Master Zulu said, Woohoo! Modern Warfare 3 Playdate. Yeah. Yay! Um, and then <laughs> Antonio Phillips, uh, Heavy Evil, said, uh, At Veteran Games, you all share your opinions on one game. You hate on Naruto! That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. We're um, unified on that. And SLH said, It's not just Stu, Duke, and Chidi, though. Everyone hates Naruto. Yeah, I never even much. played it, but I hate it on principle. <laughs> I remember when um, I used to listen to, what was that dude? I think it's a one up podcast. And they'd start once in a while with, like, Hey, I got this Naruto thing for you. And he's like, No, I hate Naruto so much. And I was like, What the hell's Naruto? There you go. Uh, then he said, principle of what? And SLA said, just because it's Naruto. <laughs> there you go. 
Ah, my God. Uh, Turtle502 said, some good ME3 spoiler talk on that Retro Gamers podcast, so thank you for that. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what else we've It almost didn't yeah. happen, man. We've done that one already. And, yeah, final one, final one. We'll go to Parsnip uh, Nose 3000, uh, who Parsnip. says, I totally disagree with whoever said Duke is negative. He's yeah. quite the opposite. He's actually quite endearing. Yeah. Thank okay. you. So thank you to everybody who tweeted and Facebooked hey. us. And you like me? Do you it. really like me? Yeah. And I talk like that. <laughs> and I think that's it for me for shout-outs as well. Look, there's my shout-outs. Thanks, oh my everybody, goodness. for the Twitters and the Facebooks. And, oh, iTunes. Uh, do, you need to get the, We've got three iTunes reviews oh, this week. Right. Two in the UK, one in America. Oh, yeah. Oh, you the iTunes. We need to play the iTunes review. We do. Oh. Yo, 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 one yeah. two seven eight five. There you go. Eventually, I pronounced his name. Thank you for that cool name. Uh, and he just says, "Read the title." Five stars. Great. There you go. That's it. End of. And the uh, second one's from the Lather, uh, which is just says a smiley face. So no words, just smiley face. Five stars. And he says, uh, "Gonna keep it short and sweet. Brilliant." So thank you very much for those. Thank you. Yay. Uh, and th- that's it for shout outs from me, Duke. Any more from you? You, yes, you I have other shout-outs. Here, no. let me quit out of iTunes no. so that she just doesn't have that cluttering up her computer. Hang on, i got to scroll all the way down here. All right, I thanked everybody uh, for the COD play day. Next week we're playing Counter-Strike Global Offensive on the Xbox and on Steam. So pick which one you want to play on uh, if you have both of them. Otherwise, play the one that you have it on, the thing. Uh, we have no new members. Boo. We have no new VG Hub members. Boo. But people should still check out VG Hub. If you like this podcast, there is another site you should check out, which is called VGHub.net. And on there, you find a bunch of links to other video game podcasts, similar in vain to ours, but different in the way they're uh, delivered. Some have all kinds of sound effects. Real are for old people. Some talk yeah. about so RPGs. Say. Come on. Yeah. Some might say that. No, no one says that. And of course, you have links to you know great forums. You don't have any other friends. So check it out. VGHub.net it is a great starting point for your podcast discovery. Verbal Rob is a giant. He knows what it means. Duff Stuff is a beast on Global Offensive. And GH Rocker, thank you for the Futurama sound clip. And that's me done. Chinny, go. Brilliant. Chinny. I'll shout out Duke this week. Hey. Uh, he did a video. Oh, that's right. And I watched it. Yeah. And it was fun. It, it was, was good. It was Thank a road you. trip video of him going across uh, the, you know, the America. East Coast. Yeah, I was just going to do that. America. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that, that, mo- that moment you mentioned where Duke... Were, was talking about in the didactics and cast, and he was very happy about you know meeting Diane, his wife. The the moment where she sings, she sings Wu Tang Clan is in the video. <laughs> that very moment. Yeah, yep. not singing. The- and what up? Wait, wait a minute though. He did go Christian to- Bale. Just a minute, just a minute. He did go to McDonald's though. I did see. Oh it. yeah, yeah. 
Christian yeah, Bale is Welsh. Uh, you should yeah. have known that. Oh, yeah, Christian, we were going to call you out on that, you idiot. Well, it's not the first time I've been called an idiot for not what knowing you, about actors. What do you mean he's English? What do you mean he's not American? What the hell is that about? He's a good actor. He, what? Oh, all I said was I didn't know he was British. That's it. You're, You're British? Well, what's going on? <laughs> you I know, got a like lot. Some sort of crisis of identity. Like, How what? dare you Everything do? I thought How I knew was you. How dare you not know every British person <laughs> yeah, in the world? How dare you? <laughs> Call yourself a movie critic. Tell you. Uh, I don't remember calling myself a movie critic. Whatever. Never I'm glad you like the movie, movie critic. If again. anybody hasn't seen yeah. it, on the phone, check it out. Call yourself? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> That's it, anyway. That's me for sure. In that regard, I should have known, I suppose. So. I feel like I know Duke's crazy extended family now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Lotto. Maybe I should say this off the air, but no, I'll say it on the air because he meant it as a jest, so it's okay. Um, when I think it was when Diane and I got married, uh, one of my cousins went up to her and said, "Hi, welcome to our stupid family." <laughs> there you <laughs> so, go. Uh, I think he was just referring to you, Jude. Yeah, well, probably. <laughs> Everybody who's watched the video, welcome to my stupid family. <laughs> yeah, he's good. That's good. Yay. Thanks uh, for listening, everybody. Right. Oh, by the way, Giant Peach. What? Giant Peach. Giant Peach? I got Giant Peaches in South Dakota, South Carolina, whatever state we were in. America is a crazy place where you just have it a Giant Peach. Sure and the big cross in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Well, it, oh, it's a crazy place. <laughs> yeah, it is. But you got the Angel of the North. That's crazy. No, that's cool. <laughs> Why is that cool? But a giant peach is not cool. Statue. What's what's not cool about a statue with wings? <laughs> what's, wrong, what's not cool about a statue with a peach? <laughs> All right, this is going nowhere. No, I think we're done no, here. No, it's going nowhere. Why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you? Another one in the bag. It is. It is. And this week, I've not got to rush through editing and stuff because I'm on holidays and stuff, so I can just take my time in the mornings or whatever. Yeah, well, no. could release it early. No. That, people get upset if I do stuff like that. They don't like change. I get. I would say I was talking to someone today, and I was talking about the podcast, and I was saying, you know, if, if I release it, like, a day late because we've had other stuff in the middle of the week, they're like, where's the podcast? What's going on? Yeah, hey, sounds a sign of a good... Uh fanatical fan base i know it's a bit weird it's a bit weird i mean if we, i mean god we've got parody twitter accounts now people get upset <laughs> if we don't release it on time that's right we got an army of fans jumping to my defense when someone i know do you know it it's 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 kind of touching in a way but kind of scary as well because we've got stalkers <laughs> well, you, you wonder what would happen if we ever turned on them if we were ever like you know what you people just you're not making it worthwhile they're like fuck you what <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually think they do that. We start charging him. Just start charging oh, him for the <laughs> It's yeah. fun while it's free. They got our back then, but some weird much. person we've never met before turns up on the doorstep and goes, I'm not moving till you start doing the shows again. What is mum? Yeah. Stop it here. 
I'm going to camp out. That will never happen, Stu. No, it won't. That is, that <laughs> is that true. No. <laughs> Start charging. Positive about psychopaths. It's two two dollars an episode. I no, think no, 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 no. I think we break it into four parts and we charge them a pound <laughs> for each quarter. Microtransactions. It's a way forward. Yeah. Yeah, we give him the first part free. Yeah, yeah. There you go. If you want to listen to the rest of this episode. Yeah. You know what, though? I'm sorry, Stu, and I hate that you might not want to put this into the after show banter, but uh, let's see. They'll look at it and they'll go, let's see. First part, yeah, I'll buy that. Second part, indie reviews and a couple of news stories. I think I'll skip that. What's it? What? Part, buy that. Fourth part, I'll buy that. God, I think you'd see the the purchasing levels for the indie reviews go down a bit, I'm afraid. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Ah, <laughs> uh, nothing. I think people love Vlados, man. They, they, they're, they're holding the breath of Vlados. That's what they want to <laughs> yeah. hear. Yeah, you, you, you're totally wrong about that. Yeah, yeah Vlados she, is a highlight, man. <laughs> she's funny. There's no doubt. She about is, it. especially she when is. she has good material to go off. <laughs> exactly. That's why I picked those games, especially yeah, for her to play. Material. Absolutely. That's right. Uh, anyway, I mean, I'm going. I'm going to bed now. Yeah, I'm out. Even okay. though I'm on holiday, I still need to sleep. Yeah, you need your beauty rest. Exactly. And, you know, when you're as handsome as me, you know, you've got to have it. Uh, The the line's breaking up. I can't hear you. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Good night, Wisconsin. Exactly.